Some films are mediocre Some films aren't good or bad Some films won't win an Oscar Welcome to Mixed Bag. I'm Cassandra. I'm Matt. I'm James. Hello. Uh. So we're back for another episode. We have done our pilot. It was a massive uh, two hours and ten minutes long. Uh, hopefully yeah. you have enjoyed that. We watched the officially bad film, Forrest Gump. Yeah, it is bad. Official bad. So last week I said Bennett uh, in a moment of, of confusion. Uh, we don't final just, segment of the, sh- of the show. We don't just bin shit. We fucking biff it. Yeah, bring back the biff. It's yeah. out. So we're, it's formally now been changed. This is a request that's been yeah. granted for a formal name change. But bringing back biff, like I feel like our world has already experienced enough biff from, from Back to the Future. Because he is, yeah. as we know, on Back to the Future too. Like is Donald he the president? Trump. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty much the president. That's true. Um, last week's biff was kind of controversial for me yeah. personally because Cassandra was not convinced that I biffed the movie. <laughs> we thought that you well, were going to bag when it. when you were talking about it, all of your lead up to the biff was sounded very positive. Yeah, okay. And then at the end you're like, but I'm going to biff it because of this. And I was like, really? Okay. Yeah, all right. Well, all right. Look, <laughs> I did enjoy watching it, but it's a bad movie. I have fun times like laughing at bad movies that this is, is your, your one time yeah. to like go back on it do you want to actually oh no it's, it's a biff okay it's biff like I also wanted to go last cause I uh, just wanted to I said it <laughs> so there you go and I just wanted okay. to plug my Forrest Gump bit by, um, by Frank Ocean so before we get into the movie it is time for our pop corner pop 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 corner so James and I went to go see Booksmart the other day. Yes, um, I love Booksmart. I yeah. saw it the uh, just before you guys, yeah, a couple of days before. It yeah. is very good. I had been told uh, by the manager of Lighthouse Cinema Cuba that there were numerous walkouts from the usual kind of uh, patrons. What? Really? Uh, yeah, but who who are the usual patrons of Lighthouse Cinema? But Losers, even I feel clearly. But I'm like, why would you go to like if you have any sort of sense of what the concept of? You know, it's is. 50s, 60s demographic. So they go, well, oh well, that might be nice. Yeah, but I. I don't know. I mean, I guess there are some people... It's not that raunchy. Honestly, the yeah. people who walked out are the people who, like, studied and did not party in high school. Yes. There you go. Yeah, and the yeah. guilt just sits upon them of, yeah. like, oh, we didn't have that one crazy night. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. I guess it's the thing of, like, there's the people in their 60s or whatever that just still, like, you know, oh, we're just going to go out to the pictures. And they don't really go to see a thing. They just are doing Yeah, you just go and see so it. So you see whatever's new. They see whatever is on. You know what? But it's... Then... Look... Beanie Feldstein is just amazing. Very good. I loved her. She's just been cast as Monica Lewinsky. I saw that. Um, oh, American Crime yeah, Story. American Crime Story. Impeachment. No, yeah. I saw it with the caption on Twitter. I can't remember from who. Sorry, being like Leah Michelle, dry, like speeding over to Ryan oh, Murphy's sure, house. Yeah. To, like, <laughs> <laughs> How old was Monica when all of this happened? She was, was she 20. 20? 20. 20. Okay. I think like early yeah. 20s. Yeah. yeah, good casting. Yeah. Um, yeah, Beanie deserves the world. Like honestly, yeah. the better hill. I mean, mm. Feldstein. I guess Jonah Feldstein is his, it's, is his uh, real uh, that name, That makes right? sense, yeah. really, yeah. Right. Uh, Beanie, Jonah Hill, famously the, I wonder um, if the she is... brother of, of Queen, ben, Beanie Feldqueen. I wonder if she is Beanie, or if Beanie is short for... Because I feel like you don't christen your child Beanie, usually. Why not? Be- Beanie, what could it be short for? We have for? an apple. 
That's Apple true. I don't think it's like who's we, Apple? Like like the Lovereins family as oh, opposed no, to no, humanity. Yeah, no. <laughs> and then and Apple randomly shows up in this film Apple. that we're talking about, Apple. and he just well, decides I mean, that's, to that's slice a reference, it James. It's a reference oh, to right. the Beatles. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, <laughs> no, I I had a good time at Booksmart. Yeah. Uh, it was great. It was really refreshing. The dialogue was um, super slick. Um, I really loved like. You know, sometimes with first-time directors or who are actors Cheers transitioning to into directors. Olivia Wilde. I thought Very it was great. Good job, Olivia. Like, there's beautiful great casting, such good casting. Yeah, and Wonderful there's like casting. really stunning, like, um, like choreographed kind of pieces. We're going to be talking about choreography later <laughs> on today, and I thought, like, yeah, how she had filmed those sequences were beautiful, stunning. Mm. Go watch the film, by the way. Yeah, it's yeah. really good. You will. Like we don't it. want to give too much more I away. Think most yeah. of you, unless you're an old person that only goes to see unless the pictures you're a loser. with their friends and didn't study, uh, yeah. only studied in high school. Yeah. Um, if you've ever had a friend, go watch it. That's yeah. that's all I can say. Mm. Um, look, Beanie Feldstein, mwah, Caitlin Diva, mwah, mm. uh, Billy Lord. Uh, Very good. I, oh, look, I, like, continuing... I felt the entire time that I was watching her that I'd seen her somewhere, and then I realized I was just like, oh, I guess I just was thinking of Carrie yeah. Fisher. Look, <laughs> look, Who's I, that? Billy I, Lord I, is Oh, Gigi. that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carrie Fisher's um, daughter. Yeah. So Billy Lord, um, continuing the Reynolds-Fisher line. Um, sadly, with a plum. Yeah, with a yeah. plum. Flag yeah. in the ground. Yeah. And good for her. I'm, I'm going to be rooting for her for the rest of her career. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> What's you, what have you been up to in your pop corner um, last pop, few days, man? Consumption. Uh, not much. I've been really busy. Um, I did like last week. I did some comfort food viewing. I, I did a uh, great kiwi bake off. Nice. Good. Yeah, that, that was good. That was. Have uh, you finished that yet? I have finished, I and see. I approve of the winner. Yes. Mm. Yeah, I mean, no, I feel like it's not spoilerific at this time. Look, because, she's very yeah. deserving. Yeah. I feel like yeah, I, I'd be really keen for a season two. As well. I think so they're doing they a do season that. two. Yeah. I'm sure that they are. Yeah. Um, we're gonna get Lucas. Lucas Neal go on Great Kiwi Bake Off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that'd be sweet. I mean, like, and you were talking about the dynamic between the judges and the hosts. Like, they they really like hit the ground running with it. Like. Yeah, Sometimes. I love it. I love it. It's like the judges are real fun. Well, Sue Fleischer was real fun. Um, and uh, the hosts are real fun. The people that cast are TV ready. They're like TV ready personalities, which yeah. I enjoy watching. Like, yeah, I stand, honestly. Good. I just really wish good. it was slightly longer so that they had time to do three challenges each week, like Great British Bake Off. Yeah, yeah. of course. Instead of yeah, only yeah, doing yeah. two, I felt a little bit shortchanged by that format. Shift. Of course. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, you know, you can't have it all. Hopefully they've now proven themselves enough that they can get a slightly longer television slot. Yeah. I've also started watching uh, Friends uh, right from the start oh, yeah. because oh, yeah. TVNZ On Demand has it all. So I, I did not realise that, like, uh, yeah, Rachel was, like, set to be married and was the new person of the group. So that was a nice twist. So uh, <laughs> I'll be watching that. James for... is going to be bringing a lot yeah. of old, old cold takes. Yeah. <laughs> well, the good thing about Ten Friends seasons. is that everyone's seen Friends. Like, honestly, I was watching a couple of episodes the other day. Um, and it's it's funny. <laughs> It's very comforting. I like Friends. Mm. Yeah, like, we actually checked it on after the, the yeah. our first episode of this. Um, who are you? Which friend are you? Ross. Everyone calls me Ross, but apparently he's a massive dickhead. Um, uh, like he like he is. I like Ross is my least favorite, but he's also kind of funny. Yeah, but he like there's so much like cheating and gaslighting and like yeah. I was listening worst. to a, a a podcast episode of it, and they they did this thing where one of the hosts was like, "Oh, you're totally Ross," and then lo- they just like listed all yeah. the shitty things that Ross is about. And he's like, "Why am right. I this guy?" I think you're Ross. I think I'm a Chandler. I even dress like Chandler. I can see that. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you, Cass? I think Cass is a Monica. What do you think, Cass? Oh, you haven't seen Friends. Friends. 
Yeah, I think. This is a blanket statement yeah. said very loudly I've, right into the I've mic. I've made a made a, a, an executive decision to not watch Friends no. because for too long everyone else had watched Friends and I hadn't, and I was like, I don't understand these references all the way through high school. So I'm like, well, I'm going to continue to not watch Friends. That's, that's I think fair. It yeah, sounds yeah. dumb. That's <laughs> a, yeah, that's big Capricorn energy. Right there. So yeah, stubborn. it's, it's I a love classic it. big Capricorn. No, for sure. What is everyone's star signs? I'm Sagittarius. Uh, and apparently that's bold and ambitious and and kind of earnest. I think that sounds I right. I yeah. And what do you mean? I don't care. Um, I'm an Aquarius, which means I'm creative and idealistic and whatever. Yeah. Like and Cass is a Sagittarius. And the Capricorn, which Sag- means that Sag- Capricorn. Yeah. Capricorn means that you don't believe in stars. No, Capricorns are, are stubborn. <laughs> um, which yeah, I I get it. Um, Friends, yeah. Yeah. So you know what? You don't need to watch Friends because you have some in real life. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> and they're not all white. Not quite so. six. <laughs> <laughs> they're not all white. Let's it's true. do that. It's better than <laughs> yeah. a much more racially diverse friend group than the Friends of Friends. Who yeah. aren't even all friends. Some of them are related and some are married or dating. No, well, yeah, but look, you can be friends with yourself. Look, it always creeped me out that Ross and Monica are like, so tight and their brother and sister like i would it's never like i don't i don't know that's I mean, they like kiss each other on like the forehead and the cheek and i'm like that no ew mm. like that's too close that's yeah. that's treading into game of thrones it's very demonstrative like yeah is there anything else on the pop corner or are we ready to well i mean james you just you just showed us a glorious trailer i did i'm i'm really keen on james this trailer of the week on this trailer of the week um, um so i i uh get up every morning um well, well even when i'm still in bed i watch a trailer you um, wake up every morning and watch a trailer she's yeah. trailer trash yeah. so uh the latest one that has um dropped <laughs> recently uh is called carnival row and talk about trailer trash oh yeah um so the reason that i was mildly curious about this is uh, I've been loving Jared Harris's hit rate lately. Uh, he did wonderful job on the terror, which One not enough people saw. James oh, yeah. tweeted something about how really Jared good. Harris was really good, and Jared Harris's wife retweeted him on Twitter. Yeah, oh. but the thing this was before Jared Harris really hit. That's Obviously, lovely. he's been around, but like I was championing the terror, which unfortunately doesn't have enough views and she yeah she like <laughs> uh, pushes up all of his kind of work and is always like biggest fan her twitter bio was jared harris's wife <laughs> yeah it's oh. really sweet um, it's a main twitter job jared harris um son of richard harris yeah, yeah true yeah, and he recently put up recently. some images of him yeah. and and, and dickie and dickie harris dickie. Um, <laughs> hanging out uh but yeah definitely check out the terror it's a wonderful horror film a uh, horror series um that didn't get enough love with kieran hines as well yeah. do you know that richard harris sang the original version of MacArthur Park. I did know that. Yeah, you should all give a listen because it's yeah. terrible. Oh. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's, uh, what's MacArthur Park? Sorry, I don't know. Someone oh, it's, left the cake out it's in It's Donna the Summer, man. Oh. It's Manila Luzon versus Delta Work. Oh, season I see. Three. And he's in the, the what? The original? No, he sang the original. Oh, he sang the original. Crazy. Yeah, she's a singer. He's career. Yeah. Oh, anyway, right. we were talking about that bad trailer, but we got off yeah. on a topic. Well, no, no, no. I mean, so like the Jared filmography, yeah. the, the, the TV series. Uh, Terra, Chernobyl, um, which I haven't fully completed. Look, but, um, I've seen Jared Harris will always be from Mad Men to me. Yeah. Yeah. And he was He's amazing. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Uh, there's very apparently um, a... Spoilers. Apparently I'm repeatedly kidding. Uh, I'm kidding. said that, like, what's the hit rate of, like, Jared Harris is like 
uh, uh, death rates in films. It's the new Sean Dean. Yeah, he, <laughs> yeah. He, he kills himself a lot, unfortunately. Ooh, uh, yeah. But maybe it's just something about, you know, his face or vibe or, or whatever. I don't know. I guess he, he plays repressed well. As yeah, well. really good. He's good. He's a repressed boy. I like yeah. it. I There's like pain it. behind those oft-worn <sighs> glasses. Behind yeah. those hazel eyes. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so he shows up in Carnival Row, but mainly... Very briefly in the trailer. Most of the trailer is Orlando Bloom focused. Yeah, yeah. Bloom's trying to have like a research. Um, if yeah. you want to... Um, uh, I was trying to find the clip, but like there's this wonderful clip that he did of a film a couple of years ago where he's trying to do this like Cockney accent and he's all over the place. And he's <laughs> This is Orlando Bloom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Orlando Bloom is trying to do this Cockney accent. Jared can nail any accent. He, yeah. he has a wide variety in his arsenal. Uh, but yeah. Orlando has like been crashing and burning yeah. after um, what's it called Elizabeth know. Town. Yeah, um, Pirates well, of the Caribbean. Who cares? I don't know. Have you what? seen Elizabeth Town? Is that the one with Kirsten Dunst? Yeah. yeah. Apparently, there's uh, like this horrible sequence where he's on this exocycle. Yeah. And he attaches a knife to it and he tries to like. Yeah, I remember that. Like, yeah, I heard kill it. himself. Yeah. Ugh. It sounds. It sounds Gross. like Just the like, peak of like weird. Like, more like Orlando Wilt. Am I right? <laughs> Well, uh, no. not so in this <laughs> no. in this trailer. He's trying to yeah, come back uh, in his career. We're in Fairyland, so that's uh, yeah, we're, 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 sort of al- we're in an yeah. alternate reality. He's a detective thing. trying to find a serial Some kind killer of fairy. But they're yeah. in like an alternative London, and there's fairies around. Cara Delevingne is a fairy. She, she's a, and she looks like a fairy. I mean, she's very elf yeah, well featured. Absolutely, yeah. Well cast, well cast. But it does look quite silly. It looks say. bad. It looks quite look. bad. Yep. I think not in a self-aware silliness. Everyone is trying to find a new Game of Thrones, right? Um, And so we've got The Witcher, uh, which is another big, like, heavy swing for that kind of thing. Um, There's obviously the prequel of Game of Thrones that they're rushing out. There's Mortal Engines. No, it's called Mortal Engines. That was a film. Um, uh, This, the fucking Golden Compass. uh, Oh, sure, yeah. What's it called? His Dark Materials. His Dark Materials. I will, no, look. No, Tom Hooper, anything Tom Hooper does, pass. That's not Tom Hooper. Is it? It is, it is. The really? New one, the Golden Compass, yeah. The new one. What? For TV. Yeah, that's Tom Hooper. Is he directing that? Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. How does he have time for that and Cats? Who cares? That looks a lot better in terms of visual. Looks than, a lot better um, than Cats. Than look, Cats. I don't care for him. I'm 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 not sure about this fact. I want to look, verify me. Look, Come I, for me. I feel like it's probably true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the cast is good. I th- I like Ruth Ruth Wilson. I like James McAvoy. I think I they'll think be good Ruth, in those roles. Oh. Oh, his dark materials. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. What are you thought, talking about? I thought you were still talking about um, Carnival Row. Like, no, no, no. You're Jim jumping McAvoy all over the not. place. This has been all over, <laughs> all over the place. McAvoy is not in Carnival Row. Welcome to my stream James of consciousness. James McAvoy would never. He would never. <laughs> Let's look. All right. Hmm. He's made some pretty bad decisions in his, in his time, though. McAvoy. Maybe, yeah, probably. I mean, the, the X-Men franchise, like, I guess everyone has to, like, go down that well together. In yeah, terms of... that's so funny. The funniest thing about that is, like, Jennifer Lawrence, like, signed to that before she signed The Hunger Games, and they trapped her in, like, a contract. <laughs> she had to keep doing the sequels, even though she was much bigger than the movie. Right. And you'll notice As that Mystique. increasingly yeah. her makeup becomes less and less demanding. She, yeah. like, And her role becomes bigger and bigger. Like, <laughs> like, Mystique was, like, a side character, and now yeah. she's, like, the main feature, because it's Jennifer Lawrence, and you have to sell the movie. Yeah. Look, the X-Men franchise peaked in X2, and that's all I'm going to say about that. I have never seen an X-Men film. Another blurred out name, Brian Singer. Oh, God. <laughs> Your blurring is so so <laughs> cryptic, you genuinely can't understand no, what it is. No, I, I can tell not. what it is. Yeah. 
Those in the know, no. Yeah. yeah, you either know or you don't. Clearly, yeah. you are not an Xavier School for Gifted Children, James. Oh, because no. Because you do, do not know. <laughs> uh, are we done with the pop corner? I think so. Let's We're wrap it. We need to move to our feature presentation. Yeah. Jared Harris was also good in Lincoln. That's all I'm going to say about that. Lincoln could be a good new mixed bag in the future. Uh, it's a weird one. So what's today's one, everyone? Well, across the universe... Very across tuneful. the universe. Very, very good, fun. very good. Very good. So Across the Universe, Cass, would you yes. like to des- describe Across the Universe? Right. Why so Across the Universe is my choice for a mixed bag film. She submits for uh, approval of the mixed, approval bag mixed bag society. Society, the mixed bag ladies. <laughs> um, so I uh, saw this in the cinema with my friends when paint I was us, Paint us the picture. What, yeah, what yeah, year yeah. was um, it? I think it was probably early 2008, I would Love say. Um, or like sometime in that summer holidays. Um, when I go saw it with my mates, I remember coming out of it and being like, it was all right, but I don't know. I didn't like that blonde girl much. <laughs> um, and then Rios was like, that was the best film ever. And I was like, maybe it was good. And then as I thought about it more, I was like, I think I love this film. And I became very, very interested in it because I just, all of the musical sequences were very, yeah. very strong, particularly all of the musical video sequences from the early section. And so what I decided to do was I was like, I want to get the DVD of this film, but obviously the DVD was not out, even though at the time, like, you know, New Zealand had that weird thing where DVDs were coming out about the same time that movies were out in the cinema for some oh, reason. Oh, yes, yes, that's it right. It was like yeah. sort of around 07 to 09 era when that was happening. Um, but there were no DVDs available for Across the Universe in New Zealand. So, we had um, to go across the yeah. universe to well, find so one. Well, so what instead I did while I waited for them to become available was I created a playlist on YouTube, <laughs> which was just all of the musical sequences from the film strung together film. in order. And yes, because there's so few elements of the film that happen that don't involve musical sequences, and all of them are not worth your time. I basically had an improved supercut, which was just cutting out all the boring dialogue. Here is a great version of Across the Universe. And so I would watch that at home because I wanted to watch this movie. Um, Cass still continues to do this. She had done it with Hades Town uh, before the official Yeah, before the official soundtrack, soundtrack came, came out. out. I had like a patch together patchwork soundtrack of the concept album mixed with the off-Broadway version, linking them together to cover until I got the Broadway version. Um, so I can just enjoy it before yeah, like the official material. You were doing the Lord's restored. work, yeah. That's when you know yeah. culture is for you, when you like <laughs> actively seek it out and piece yeah. it together when it's not available to so you. So anyway, so this film... I will recognize there's many elements which are quite bad. <laughs> many elements quite. which, which yeah. are quite bad. Quite. Uh, it's not a but good But I, I strongly love it. Um, there are particular sequences in it, particularly generally the first half of the film. Golden. Excellent. Just great bits all throughout. Um, does It does lose you, and I will admit that it definitely loses you closer to the end of the film, though there are still some good sequences closer to the end. Um, but yes, I had the soundtrack from this from LimeWire, most probably. <laughs> oh, take me back to LimeWire. This in was my iPod. Pre FrostWire, even. <laughs> yeah, this was. Oh, it might have been FrostWire. Might <laughs> right, have been about sure, Frostwire. right. I yeah, never yeah. used FrostWire. It was all Lime for me. LimeWire, but it's yeah. just blue, right. pretty much. Just got yeah. some ice. Yeah, and fine. people were like, this one's like slightly better. Mm. Less, you know, A song yeah. of Lime and Fire. No, <laughs> I did it the wrong way around. Song of Limes. Um,. But yeah, it's uh, so yeah. I had a lot of I remembered most of the names of the cast of this film because all of the cast members are credited as vocal artists on the soundtrack, so they would come up Look, on my iPod. 
Not, we've never heard of these people. <laughs> a lot of weird names. There's, yes. There's Evan Rachel Wood who's gone on to like better things. Yeah. She I is mean, bad in this film. That's the thing. This is the blonde girl bad. I did not like from no, when I she first is, saw it. She is bad. But now she's starring in Westworld where she is robotic and the role calls for it. Indeed. That's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah. Um, I think she's a good actor. She's I think not. she's, pre- I think she's, she's pretty good. She's this, this poorly is really cast bad in here. this film. Yeah. <laughs> Um, um, you need someone who's a singer as well. And, yeah. You know. Just because, like, yeah, she just doesn't have... It's not even that she's, like... Bad at singing. Bad at singing. It's, it's just, just that she doesn't have any colour or power to yeah, her voice. Yeah. And her expression when she's singing is, like, blind as fuck. Yeah, she can't, like, emote while singing. She just sort of mouths. And I'm like, oh, no, this is yeah. not going to hold me for three minutes. I first came across Evan Rachel Wood in the music video for Wake Me Up before... Sep- <laughs> Wake Me Up. When September ends. Um, and, and with... with um, with Jamie, Jamie Bell, Bell. Yeah. yeah. Her future and husband they met during that music absolutely. video shoot. Absolutely. Oh, well, her future and ex-husband And ex-husband. Because <laughs> um, now he's married to Kate Mara. Oh, yeah, um, that's right. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so she was very dour. And, like, her boyfriend, I don't know what happens in that video. I think he got, like, well, she's very sad in it. Yeah. Um, and she's very sad in this movie, too. Yeah, it was the so blueprint, some, pretty much. Some single tears happening for all over this film. Yeah. Basically, her face is just like a canvas to be projected onto, you know, all Quite of literally Julie often. Taymor's bizarre yeah. directorial choices. Sometimes it is brilliant flourishes. Other times it is it is unusual and, and bizarre. And also, I dispute you that um, the start of the film is all uh, hooks because, I mean, there are good sequences, but there were long stretches there like it would it spent a lot more time at liverpool and like finding his dad right. than liverpool i expected good. Let, I let's paint the picture so the first frame of the film is like jim sturges like on the beach like looking like a real a real dare sad, sad boy check like, out instagram if you want to see uh, honestly, Cass and yeah. Matt it's, it's giving like, a go it's at like it. jim sturges like birthing like James Blunt and you're beautiful like that was the whole vibe it was very like creepy um I'm just sad but I'm also a stalker kind of vibes like that's that's I whole... didn't mind that like that like for me that that's like a nice kind of simple I image mean, like as as like an opening image I'm like cool great like let's let's get on with it like I'm I'm yeah, it doesn't say much about the film, but I... also know that this is our lead actor, Jim Sturgis, who yeah. you may remember from being in a couple of things here and there and then sort of disappearing. Yeah, that terrible <laughs> film, 21, where he played an Asian person. Yeah, not or at an... least he played a white version of yeah. an actual real-life so Asian person in real life. was not in Yellowface. It's just that the Asian character, which... The real-life character is Asian, and then it was changed to white in the movie, so... And this was. Uh, but then he was in Cloud Atlas. And then he goes on to. He was in Cloud Atlas where he actually does. Who actually face. does yellow face? Um, um, Sturgis is also in a bizarre little film um, called Heartless, which I would definitely recommend you see. It's actually quite good, um, and he has like this weird like um, facial. Uh, uh, like mark throughout the film that's like oh, a God. big heart and then like people like big monsters starting appear start appearing around london um for him and then at the end i think he meets the devil it's quite fun it's a nice little film so definitely recommend checking that out um mm-hmm. he was in a one day with anne hathaway where she tries to play british and he's the love interest oh, and no. that's all i remember from from jim sturgis i think yeah. i think jim sturgis is one of those people who should have been famous like they tried kind of but he just, he just n- never quite landed he just never quite landed I think he had all the right ingredients. He could sing. 
ish. Um, better than Evan Rachel Wood. Yeah, he's um, got more, a little bit more colour in his voice. I think he's got a really cute face. Like Yeah, he's, he's a handsome got, boy. Yeah, he's yeah. got like a soft, like a really soft, like soft in boy. In a James Blunt way. <laughs> kind of, but like, it's like James Blunt, but like, like meets Andrew Garfield. He's kind of got yeah. like the same kind of energy, but not as emotive or expressive as Andrew, I think. Mm. He's got like a nice soft no, boy no, no. look. Like and, a cute soft boy. And yeah. films like Hollywood weren't especially making a ton of musicals around this time. Is that right? I mean, we've got Hairspray this year. Well, this year they made Hairspray, which is mm. a ton of fun, and also Sweeney Todd, which is, well, Oh, you that's, know. this is the same year. I don't mind yeah. Sweeney Todd. I'm, I, I know it has problems, but like, I'm glad that there's a, a big budget version of Sweeney Todd that people can experience. It's not the best version of it, uh, but I'm glad that something's out there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> definitely a mixed bag yeah. contender then. Sweeney Todd, I would say, is definitely. Um, I have a lot less affection for Sweeney Todd than I have. I for think this it's song. so dour. The color palette is so bad. Johnny Depp is like, ugh. And like, I do Helen like Helena Bottom Carter. It. it can't sing. She can't sing, but I, I like, <laughs> like. Okay, but think of. Think I like of, her acting in it. Think of the ensemble in it. So you've got like Alan Rickman. You've got Timothy Spall, Sasha Baron Cohen. Um, yeah. Those three are doing fine. Those three, they're fine. Who cares? It's fun. It feels like Tim is alive, you know, for one of his films. I I don't think it's the worst Tim Burton film out there. No, no. Hairspray, I would say, is a pretty legit film. I I even find it. Who directed that one, the musical? Uh, Shankman. Adam Shankman. Who's that? What else has he done? I think he's a choreographer. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just like a pretty solid, like, bubblegum. John Travolta's having fun. Yeah. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's having fun. Yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer's having a lot of fun. Nikki Blonsky from the movie Hairspray is a (laughs) must-follow on Twitter, so there you go. Okay, so so maybe my argument around Hollywood not making much uh, musicals at this time isn't very valid, but, like, there's not... In general, I would say. In general, there's not tons of stuff for... But there were a few in this random year for some reason. A talented singer to do. And they did try... was also in the other Bolin girl apparently yeah. it's like oh. um, George Bolin and stuff like that but yeah it looks like he just kind of fell through the cracks I think this is probably a good time to say that Across the Universe is an original musical filled <laughs> with Beatles songs if yeah. you didn't know we didn't set it yeah, up we didn't really set it up so uh, yeah um, the Beatles notorious for only allowing like you've got to go through a lot of different um, yeah red people tape. and yeah. red tape and paperwork and meetings and so forth before you're allowed to do anything with their work they're very Absolutely. very like the surviving Beatles and the rest of the other estates are very very precious about mm. their work even to, including to the point where they used to fight with Apple because their music company was also called Apple that's the reference that just right. was making with that Apple thing right. um, and wouldn't allow any of their stuff to be on iTunes for years and years and years because they oh, were like yeah. Apple mm. <laughs> Apple's our thing and it's like you can't own a fruit but anyway I guess um, yeah was that the case for this film as well like, yeah how did this film so happen? this is the thing is like at some point Julie Taymor had to have convinced yeah the Beatles that this they were going to do this and they they let it happen i mean like you know what i bet they saw their, i bet yeah. they saw the lion king and they were like no like, we, we got to get that. behind that yeah that's, i guess she had a lot of what it is. cred at the time yeah so yeah. It's and it is a love letter like there's a lot of like references oh yeah it's, it's, like, it's incredibly like beatles fan created Absolutely, like everybody yeah. that's behind us is very very invested in the beatles yeah um all right so it's a jukebox musical yeah, yeah. 
So, jukebox so, musical, but it's not about the Beatles, which some people think yeah. that all jukeboxes have to be about the band. And jukeboxes are, you know, quite tricky in terms of threading the needle of it because you've got a bunch of songs that you have to make work Fit in the, the narratives. Yeah. I think the most famous one is Mamma Mia, and it is dog yeah. shit, but, <laughs> but a lot of fun. fun. Oh, a great. lot of fun. I've never seen the original um, show of that, but... Uh... I love the music, the movie. Well, like. Mamma Mia sold incredibly well because it opened on Broadway just after 9-11, and that's the sort of thing people wanted to of go course, and see. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Mamma Mia 2 better than the first one, I think. Yes. Lots of joy. Yeah. Lots of joy in that Definitely one. both contenders for yeah. mixed bag. Mm. Anyway, so so Jim Sturgis is in Liverpool. He's a yeah. working class boy. Working class boy called Jude. You'll come across the fact that many of the characters of this film are cleverly titled after I wonder what they're songs. named for. There you go. <laughs> Jude um, has uh, a girl that he, he's with. He's, he's gone steady. But at the same time, across the Atlantic Ocean, we meet Evan Rachel Wood's character, Lucy. Lucy. She's dating a boy who we forgot the name of. He's Daniel. He's going to the army. He barely gets named, uh, but he's a soldier, and so, that's going to go bad. So Lucy's a nice suburban girl. She's very innocent, high school senior, about to graduate, and then go off to college, supposedly. The girl next door. Um, so at the same time, they're both wishing their sweethearts goodbye because her boy's going off to Vietnam mm-hmm. and Jude has decided to go and set sail on a ship. To America. To across to America. To find his father. What is yeah, he saying? I'll write home every day. What's that? All my mom? loving. All my loving. Yeah. Yeah. So we've yeah. got intercut between, um, the clubs of Liverpool and the high school dance where they sing Hold Me Tight and then also All My Loving as they leave. I love All My Loving. What a good song. All My Loving's great. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Got a rollicking good time. And I yeah. think that the number here was pretty good also. Yeah. 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 Pretty straightforward. He's on a boat. Yeah. It's clear. He's on a boat. He's get, he gets off in America yeah. and goes straight to Princeton University because he's discovered that his, he's done some research on his old man who was an American soldier stationed in Britain during the war. They look nothing alike. They look nothing alike. So we introduced to him. His dad. I, I want to see the DNA test. Yeah. Dad he, is a schlock. Yeah, he's not have a Jim Sturgeon. He thinks he's a professor, but he's actually he's just a janitor. A janitor he's a janitor. Dude. He looks like a gangster. He looks like, um yeah, like a, the stocky dude who looks nothing like Jim Sturgeon. He's, he's out of a completely face. different film. Yeah. Like, yeah. Look, what is this? Maury, who's the real dad? The thing with it's the Mr. Sequence. Cellophane. This is who this guy is. I don't remember him like as soon as it has as cut. He comes back I at forget. one point later on, and we were like, "Who's this?" Oh, it's the dad. But it takes a while to remember who it is because well, and he's a janitor, and then he rocks up in a suit at the jail like, yeah. later. Jim it's Sturgis. like he has more than one pair of clothing, Look. James. Well, who fucking wears a <laughs> suit even in the sixties? Like Jim Sturgis, I want you to take a t- DNA test because it turns out he's not. He's 100% not your father. <laughs> it did not. I did fuck did that not, up. I fucked that it. up. I'm sorry. That jet plane did not land smoothly. Yeah. <laughs> some turbulence on that landing. There was some turbulence <laughs> on that landing. Uh, but at this, at this university. The movie, not me. So, anyway, we're forgetting about the fact that at the university, Jude meets the best character in the film, Max, Max. Lucy's brother, played by Joe Anderson, who has never done anything except low-budget horror ever since. Joe Anderson, perhaps the most boring name yeah. In all of eternity. <laughs> Incredibly boring. But could be your dad. Not, he's, not a I think, boring performance. From what I can tell, he's possibly British, or at least it definitely does not have the accent his character is doing yeah. in the film. Well, he's no, not he's, regretted it. So when you first see him, he's doing this accent. It's American. And he's going, it's American. Yeah, he's trying to be American. Yeah. He's going very big. Um, and, you know, initially, you're like, oh, well, this doesn't seem to be the vibe of the rest of the film. Like, oh, maybe this is going to stick out like yeah. a sore thumb. When, in fact, he's perfect fit for Julie Taymor's outre 
play directing style. We'll talk about it later. Yeah. yeah. As as the as the movie goes on, it, it gets better for Max. Yeah, because yeah. just tonally, it's just this film just like fluctuates between like something relatively like realistic, like it's like a kind of like the New Zealand film like Daffodils is kind of like um, where it's like the songs are like relatively like just sung in a scene and stuff like that. That's kind of like what half of this film is, uh, where it's trying to be kind of realistic and it's quite fucking boring. I do I do like how the scenes are set up in this film because they're non-diegetic. They're mostly just like the thought process of the characters. Yeah, it's just classic musical yeah. storytelling yeah. as opposed to there are occasional diegetic sequences in there with the musician characters later on. But the things where it really shines is when it decides to be like unrealistic mm. and really play with the theatricality of when it. When it all. fucking goes for it. Yeah. yeah. So like I guess the first sequence that does that is uh I've just seen a face. No, no, the one before that in, um, in the university. Is, uh with a little help from my friend. With a little help from my yeah, friend. Yeah, yeah. Great. So we have so we find Jude and Max meet Jude each other, Max. decide to become friends. Max and his his uh, layabout university mates all just get real drunk and roll around Princeton like they own the place, and, and it's really fun. And also, there's lots of that. My you. favorite trope in jukebox musical, where they take the random lines from the song and like give it to different people, so it has an additional meaning which it doesn't have in the real song, which I love because it is so silly. What's an example of that? <laughs> so it's the bit where, like, you know, they go like, oh, do you, the waitresses come over to ask them if they need service, and so they sing the, do you need anybody? And then the old boys go, like, sort of flirt with them. And, and then, like, a drunken guy love. at the side of and the And then, bar. like, the, the old man at the side Can't is like, could it be anybody? Body. And then they're like, oh. It's and I'm like, so that's silly. so stupid, but I love it. But it's, it brings so much joy. <laughs> and I'm like, that's, also, that's jukebox and musicaling. Like, and the Beatles are inherently, like, silly foppy boys like we fell in well, love with them because they're not like serious well, that's in the first part of the career they they do some really hard stuff towards the end of mm. their career yeah no that's true but like and we get into that as the movie plods yeah. along yeah and i guess it kind of reflects that kind of change yeah. as well. i mean it's another thing about jukes jukebox musicals is generally they work best when you're working with material which is less specific of like so things yeah. which like the reason why Mamma mia is like one of the most successful jukebox musicals is because abba songs are pretty much all fluff yeah. that are pretty much just all, you know, generic. But and the so production you can put it is into, impeccable. But you can put it into any context, and so it's really easy to narrativize. Absolutely. As opposed to, like, when you get a really complicated song, you either have to then make a really, like, strained narrative to make that work, yeah. or it doesn't work. <laughs> well, that's why when we yeah. see Max later on, we don't hear Max with a silver hammer, it but you see up, him... spoilers. You see him with a silver hammer later on because that that song would be quite but difficult that song to shoehorn really, in. Like it doesn't make sense unless you want to be like, and then hit the character becomes a murderer. A murderer. Yeah, <laughs> just whacking people over the head. But but uh, with a little help from my friends, displaying the right. extremely uh, palpable chemistry between Max ah. and uh, Jude. Let me. I mean, like this is one of my first experiences as a teen of shipping two characters. Absolutely. They just they just look so right uh, next to That's each other. That's such great chemistry. It's like well, yeah. well, the thing to me is like they're in university and they have this chemistry. It was very like Sean Leonard Scott and uh, and uh, and Ethan Hawke in, in, in Dead Poet Society. Like hmm. it was very like one's the rascal, one's the more like yeah. timid. Yeah, it's very cute, and it's funny because later on when he does meet Evan Rachel Wood. No chemistry. Nope. Yep. nope. No. Two, yeah. two bits of white paper. It's, it's just trying to follow that, that typical, like, oh, if I just stare at you and I it's weird do to... it in close-ups, yeah. then it's it's we're going to believe that we're in love. For it's sure. like, no, we need to actually see the love if, and the joy between these people. It feels yeah. like he just, like, absorbs her blandness and kind of projects Becomes that out. Blind and his performance becomes worse. Yeah. 
So so while all this hap- is happening, we also get introduced to the character of Prudence. Yeah. The cheerleader. Over, like, at a school somewhere. And she's a cheerleader who's in love with one of the other cheerleaders. And so she's a very, like, slowed down remix version of I Want to Hold Your Hand. And uh, she decides to walk through the field at a crazily bad time when all of the boys, uh, they're playing American football. Which, like, as everybody knows, American football is just a pas de deux where you <laughs> Yeah, you other. throw Absolutely. each other, like, nice and gently. There's, like, Tumbles. tumbling, uh, flipping... It's yeah. done and very graceful. Lovely yeah. slow motion. I was very much like, this seems accurate to me. This is yeah. I learned to play basketball from high school music. But she just she just straight is... straight up like dishes rehearsal. <laughs> she yearns. She yearns for her and then she's like, bye. And yeah. she doesn't just leave the school. <laughs> she just like, decides. Well, the great to hitchhike. bit is we then see her hitchhiking and then about fifteen minutes later after we've done some other plot with the other characters, we see her get into the car. Yeah. <laughs> so she hasn't been picked up she hasn't been picked like up. It's cause she's Asian cast, that's why. It's a hard it's the life 60s, out there. Yeah. <laughs> They're fighting the Vietnamese people. Yeah. They did not trust her. They were like, this yeah. is, this she was lucky. She was lucky to be in that cheerleading squad. <laughs> well, which, which is of kind the of wildcats. The wildcats, again, like. It's, yeah, it's always reference. fucking wild Why are they cats? the wildcats all the time in high school? Are they wildcats in high school? Wildcats yeah. in high school. Yeah. And they're in Ohio also, so there you go. So her not yeah. getting picked up for 15 minutes, like multiple days it seems like in the film, like Who leads us to our, yeah. our grand big theory that uh, Matt, yeah. Matt kind of cracked. Yeah, so Matt came up with this theory relating to the character of Prudence midway through the film, and I believe this is accurate. She's a ghost. Look, yeah. no one... Like, the movie does not care about her. She doesn't get any scenes to herself. Nope. She's always just around the house. Hitchhiking is notoriously dangerous. Look, she so... got murdered by... She gets picked up by someone in a big, long-haul truck. Like, and she gets that's murdered. Pretty suspicious. Murdered. Murdered. Haunting people the rest of the film. And look, all those people, all these other cast members, all these other characters, they're all high. They're all in LSD, so clearly they're she, having like, visions. And then she comes in through the, 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 the window, the bathroom yeah. window. That's how and ghosts come in. Famously... Later on, when they're having their acid trip sequences, she's part of the sequence as one of the performers. Exactly. She's a fucking ghost. That's a coding yeah. to say, like, this person she's is a ghost. large group of people over yeah. here, framed as the real people, and yeah. she's fantastical. Also, the on- only canonically gay one, and she's... Who cares? Yeah. Like, <laughs> so no one com- cares about it's her. It's extreme burial gaze. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Being haunted by your gaze. And we don't get a resolution <laughs> so, for so her character. She pines yep. for this cheerleader, and later on, she pines for another character in the film, yeah. Sadie, who will talk about it in a minute yeah and then we just see her with a random woman later on later she's the like end of i the met film. this woman rita and, <laughs> and at the very <laughs> like, end of the film cool, she's that's just another name of a beatles song she's playing like a tiny piano and she's like i'm yeah. happy don't so worry we don't... And the most ghostly thing you can do is end up playing a toy instrument yeah like... absolutely she does not exist yeah and anyway, her name so that's her we'll, her real we'll name is tv yeah, which yeah. I love. TV Carpio. TV Carpio, please. I mean, it's memorable. If you listen, if you listen to this podcast, TV. I'm going to say her name. Come on is, over. Yeah, come on as a guest. T- Teresa Victoria Carpio. Carpio. Oh, there you um, go. She later on was in Spider Man: Turn Off the Dark, oh another God. Julie Taylor joint. And she didn't just play. She She's played. Like, yeah, she played the role of Arachne in in Spider Man: Turn Off the Dark on opening night. So there's a story there. <laughs> there's a story there. Why only opening night? Um, and Arachne is like the weirdest part of the show because it's like this like Greek myth that they integrate into it who like inspires Spider-Man to oh, like... Oh, damn. What happened? Oh, she was the Eurydice for the fated Canada version of Hadestown, which oh. was the bad one. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Oh. So it seems like, yeah, the she's Hades a lot Town. more theater-based. Yeah. I imagine that 
can you look up Joe's um, one as well? Because I imagine he's probably a theatre boy too. Oh, Joe. Like, if you don't know... Um, this, is, this is a New York-based New York based casting. You we haven't tell. really covered um, the director, Julie Taymor's kind of um, background. Um, and she is, if you haven't seen her other work, she is quite uh, out there in terms of um, in her films. So um, Titus uh, is one of her first Shakespearean Frida. adaptations. And Frida. And uh, The Tempest. And she kind of likes to... Um, use her, her her shots and like fragment it into like little kind of sections and use a lot of like montage and symbols i love it look tom hooper could never that's no. true could you I imagine mean, julie tamor's cats everyone julie tamor's lame is rob and well the story <laughs> with, with tamor's so tamor's probably most well known for making the broadway production of the lion king which the- she should have made the 2019 version yeah. of the lion king and she came in and mm-hmm. she pitched to hollywood producers like look this strategy because she had heard that what and they look, were planning the lion king the stage show is the like piece of cultural material that's made the most money of anything in the world right? yeah like, right. more than any piece it's of music highly theatrical use of puppets um and she was like this isn't your approach isn't going to work you need to make it a little bit more uh theatrical like you need to like tie it together uh with with you know tie the theatricality with the cgi like there needs to be some sense of humanity in it that's what's going to engage people and they they didn't want to like take her messages they just gave like a, a preliminary like meeting and they were like okay cool thanks julie and it's like Trust the person uh, that like course, yeah. has made a Look. huge amount of money with this film. I mean, with with her production of The Lion King. In this part, we stand Julie Taymor, mm. except for burying the gay in the Cross <laughs> Universe. <laughs> Julie Gay Moore. I mean, that's what I would say. Julie. She probably figured Julie she made Gaymore. enough bread with like Frida and stuff like that. Yeah. As I, I feel woman. like Julie Taymor is a candidate for multiple mixed bag appearances. Oh, oh yeah, sure, friend sure. of the podcast. Man, of the, pod, I, <laughs> the Tempest um, is very, very. I've never weird. seen that. The only part I've seen of that is a random bit of Russell Brand doing his random segment. From oh God, <laughs> is, is he Caliban? No, no, he's, he's like um, one of the two random guys, oh, sure. and he's doing it with Alfred Molina. I like only, she, she casts incredible people. The like. only thing I know about it is uh, Prospero is Helen Mirren as Prospero. You, ah. you gotta see. Ben Ben Whishaw, like oh, Ben Whishaw's Ariel. He's like, hello, I have decided okay, to Wishaw. help these people out over here and guided them <laughs> back and James forth. This is James pitching for oh, his God. impression of Ben Whishaw podcast. Ben. It's very sweet. <laughs> He's just a sweet, gentle, He's a sweet, gentle boy. fairy that needs He's to be like free. Boy, soft boy. Yeah. Um, yeah, icon of the pod. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, love yeah. it. I really want, we could do perfume. That's a mixed bag, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty so, weird. Yeah. It's Dustin Hoffman, Alan Rickman. Like, what is Hoffman That's doing? That's definitely a good film to talk about. Like, I think you should move on from Alan Rickman. It's been like a few years, James. <laughs> I d- he's just an actor <laughs> in films that I enjoy. I'm kidding. Um, where do we, we get up to? On. So we're at. So we're at. Uh, oh, so there's. So we've met Prudence. Uh, we haven't met uh, Sadie. Oh, yeah. Uh, we haven't met Sadie. Oh, no, but first before that, we've got James's favourite sequence, which is that Jude and Lucy meet each other. It's quite boring, but oh then they go God. bowling, which yeah. is Yeah. So, like, they've already met. Max has introduced them. He meets the family. He meets the family. They have boring. a whole Thanksgiving dinner, and it's lots of, like, New York theatre actors, <laughs> including Bill, or my old friend Bill. Bill Irwin. Lovely man. Dylan yeah. Walsh. Um... Dylan um, Walsh, not Dylan Walsh, sorry, Dylan Baker. And we go bowling. And uh, th- and this is like a day after they've met. Yeah, yeah. and, so he and he says, song, I've just, I've made just a, seen her face, seen a face, which but... you didn't just see her face, to be honest. Uh, but like the laying out of like, uh, like, 
filming a, a a piece of 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 song is quite difficult, as we have seen from Guy Ritchie's terrible Aladdin, which is dull and inert. If you've seen um, Prince Ali, Any clips of that, and I feel like um, yeah, Tamil really just knows how to how to kind of shoot yeah. a sequence. The tempo to this it, is a lot of fun. fun there's yeah. like there's like um Jimster just like rolling around, it's sliding down, yeah. sliding, sliding down. on the ground. He's the camera, getting, they're jumping over like hurdles. Over he's getting the... bold, like he's yeah. getting bold. He's hitting the pins. Bold. Over. Yeah. Yeah. And the I, camera well, never stops moving. Yeah. Um, and it's and the only time in the film where you're like, yeah, I believe he's really in love. And then the rest of the time, I think you're so. like, oh, yeah, because yeah, there's genuine only... life yeah, in his. Yeah, there's a life to it. Uh, yeah. Energy. Yeah. It's being swept away. Um, um, and then the camera just fucking surges through. We get a car driving to New York. It goes towards the sign, and then we pulled up this huge um, staircase, and we meet um, Sadie. Apparently, Jim is uh, Jim Sturges. What's this? Uh, Jude is like exhausted by the staircase. He's like, oh, like, the stairs so oh, big. No, let's okay, fucking so, so stop. So for context, they're moving to New York. That's what's happening. Yeah, Jim's yeah. just decided to skip <laughs> just over that. We know this. They make a thing. Max is going to jump, drop out of school. He's taken his yeah. new friend Jude, who's skipped, the, who's completely abandoned his work on the ship and is now illegally living in America um, yeah. to come with him. They're going to move to New York. Uh-huh. They try to find an apartment and they find one with sexy musician Sadie. Yeah. And after the song, Sexy Sadie. <laughs> Look, so like when they come in, like, um, Sadie is like what in her 30s and she's yeah. this very like this woman she's exuding sure big, herself. big sexual energy and they're like Whoa. they're just like like they're they're, f- they're fannies <laughs> they're like not so bad for an older lady I'm like yeah, she's just fucking fla- 30 chill out <laughs> that's how boys talk though so, yeah you know, that's true um, but like so they're like overwhelmed by the big sexual energy of this woman but also the, the scene where they all like meet is like exuding big threesome energy. A lot of threesome energy. But big yeah. threesome energy um, happens all throughout this film. <laughs> There's a lot of different moments. We're like, oh, that, see that's yep. really working. And we only get like little mentions of like people hooking up and stuff like that. <laughs> like we hear that Prudence and and um, Jude like hook up for a little bit. I think like I stopped sleeping with them now. <laughs> but like you could really lean into it a little bit more. Like imply these the people. Sixties. Fucking everyone. Yeah. Come on. Sex. Look, big and orgy yeah. sequence. Give me a gangbang. I want to get gagged by a gangbang. I mean, I guess you could say that multiple Phrasing. later later sequences are like non literalistic no. <laughs> depictions yeah. of, course not, of no. like drugged out. But just but also, with life but and also, love. Isn't that weird? Because Max and Lucy, brother and sister, are in the same sequence. Yeah. Read that what you will. And which sequence? Game of Thrones fans. Later on, the, the we'll implied orgies. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, but as so they there decide is, to move into this to this flat with Sadie. And as there is life and love, uh, so too is their death. We find out that <laughs> so too is their death. Lucy's so boy too. Daniel has been killed. We get a uh, slow mo kind of we sequence. Hardly knew ya. Yeah. Um, and then it kind of uh, jumps uh, quite into significantly cash. to Detroit, where a Wait, young. Yeah. Black singer is. But there's a small oh, yeah. boy who's hiding from the police in a riot, um, and just so everyone's like, getting attacked. Big whiplash, change big whiplash. of energy. We're like, yep. who is this? There's like this young boy. If you've seen Whoa. Sister Act two, it's that kid who sings "Oh Happy Day." But just hasn't quite got to high school age. Yeah, like the same energy. <laughs> it's a shared universe. Yeah, yeah it's same it's energy, and he's sad. singing uh, "Let It Be." He's singing "Let It Be," which should only be done as a gospel song, to be honest. So this was a, a good, a very good cover of it, in and my opinion. That's what it cuts to, and we we um, learn that he has been um, dead. killed and dead. And there is a man he's there. Be- he's been dead. He's been dead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, we learned that there was a man at the funeral who was sad about the boy. Um, 
from Wikipedia, it says that uh, that the little boy is the man Jojo's younger yeah. brother. But I did uh, not get that. They didn't no. read. They didn't. They didn't say that in the film. He was anyway. This man Jojo knew the small boy. He's yeah. sad. The boy's dead, and so he's also going to move to New he York. He goes traveling. So, so Jojo, imagine he's like he's like giving me big Jimi Hendrix vibes. That's it's definitely much. strongly implied. Yeah, yeah. Um, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, there's even a bit later on where they just dress him up in like Jimi <laughs> as, Hendrix as costume. Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> and basically, he's just there to dispense like cool lines. He says about six lines in the film. Most yeah. of them are just things like, "Nah, man, the music's in my soul." Like, yeah. I don't know. Uh, in this yeah. crazy world, <laughs> so the moves- only thing that makes sense is music. He so, moves yeah. to New York also. Moves to New York at the same time that he arrives in oh, New York. Also, but we be- before before he moves to New York is the amazing sequence of come together. Oh yeah, his, yeah. Pr- as he comes into New York, we get Joe Cocker, R.I.P. R.I.P. Performing in multiple different character guises. Three roles, is yeah, it? Friend of the pod. Oh, the characters are credited here as, uh, where is he? He's like a homeless man. He's, He's like as, a as pimp. Bum, pimp, mad hippie. Yeah. his three roles and honestly best supporting actor very it's good. a very good cover. it's a good cover so as good. well it's a, one of the better covers I mean of the look thing, so Joe Cocker is known for his for his uh, cover of <laughs> with a little help from my friends I think that's mm. uh, that's what they use as the Wonder Years theme oh. in the, the right. I've never seen the, the Wonder Years oh, I love the Wonder Years yeah. uh, Kevin Arnold is one of my childhood heroes huh. um but moving on, okay. <laughs> uh, Joe, Joe <laughs> Cocker uh, is is in really crazy costumes, and he's got the blues body, the blues hands, the blues intonation. I think yeah. he takes the crown for like best like uh, famous person in a Random cameo camera. role. Oh, for because sure. I we'll mean, get into it. there's, we'll a, there's we'll a clear into hierarchy. It. We'll yeah. get into but it. But he takes the cake. He's I think. the top. Um, and but like his good. look, it's he looks crazy. Like it's great. There's, he just keeps showing up. Is the bit where he's got so like a, a triple of like different prostitutes that back up singers. Yeah, well, his, it's a, guy. his harem of sex workers when he's a pimp is just like yeah. they're they're like the Greek um like the muses in, yeah. in Hercules. They're just it's amazing. A it's a wonderful like, combination of yeah, like his outfits um and the costumes and then also we have incredible choreography for when he's walking the street. It's great. It's just JoJo walking down the street and people like jumping out. All these people run. in suits and then he walks with. A, crowd of businessmen my favorite yeah. bit of choreography like could someone film. please get the sound the music for Mad Men and then yeah, just absolutely. use that footage we should do that oh, the dancing businessmen yeah all Very those good. all those Don dances yes. in the street love them ah oh, troops of Dons um he so, arrives Jojo rocks up into the the group and joins then, Sadie's band immediately because he's so good at playing the guitar yeah and we yeah. also get uh, that's around the time Prudence also rocks up as yeah, well so she the, just climbs the into group the house is gathered and they just kind of gather her into their flat yeah she we gets into them and yeah at this point this is, as Lucy arrived in New York yeah Lucy uh, rocks over to New York pretty soon after that so like yes. basically what happens is they all go to New York for some plot reason yeah, yeah. Lucy decides to just come and visit her brother before she goes off to college. She's like, Mom, I want to be with my brother. Don't worry, Mom. There's some boring scene, yeah, in the garden. Yeah. 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 I don't know, white people shit. Anyway, (laughs) um, so everything's great. They're having a fun time in New York. Lucy's like, oh, no, I'm falling in love with Jude. And we're like, are you? You don't seem to be. We're being told that that's the (laughs) case by the film. She does uh, If I Fell in a very boring cover. Her first of many bad covers. Very bad covers. Of really good songs. Like, I love If I Fell. It's just like... Very romantic. uh, Yeah, it does sort of loses the kind of energy of the original. Yeah, she fell into a black hole. That's, That's what happened. 
Yeah. Uh, we also find out that um, our boy Max gets served. He's got um, his draft papers. papers. He's yeah. going to have to go to war. So this is why we sort of felt this this film linked well with Forrest Gump as yeah. well as the rest of the different American cultural touchstones that it covers. We've got that Vietnam sequence. Yeah, lots of the him. 60s. Yeah. Definitely big Forrest Gump vibes during this section. Yeah. Um, but also, We've Lucy got... is like bargain bin discount Jenny. Definitely. Without like, the status, totally. without the trauma. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Robin Wright is bringing tons to that role. Yeah. Bargain Even Rachel Wood. Jenny, not yeah. so much. No, not so much. Not quite. Not quite. Um, no. But guys, we have the greatest sequence in the film. My oh, 100%. Sequence. I want you. She's so heavy. So good. <laughs> so Max has gone into the... He's got to go to, to his, get his medical checkup. Yeah. The others have been like, swallow cotton balls and then they'll think you've got a shadow on the x-ray and you won't get have to go to war and so he's yeah. like swallowing some cotton balls and then suddenly the giant draft I want you posters from the wall start pointing at him and singing at him and it's Uncle Sam and he's got a giant three dimensional hand that reaches down towards him he so, wants him he yeah, wants him he so bad taken bad. into like a, a factory line um, with all these other recruits oh. um, there is amazing like choreography with all these G.I. Joe guys with big like plastic G.I. Joe faces it is so theatrical it is very theatrical very uncanny valley and this is like what the film gets right it's this like, is so good it's like it sequences like this where it's like weird like get weird get don't be afraid to get weird yeah. and that's that's where this film thrives when it yeah. just like revels in that weirdness mm. it's just so strange and like the, but it's also beautifully well done like the thing is like yeah. the choreography is really good in this film and whenever there is actual choreography it always shines mm. and it's the point like there's later points in the film where they just sort of forget the choreography is a thing that they can do and mm. it's like this that's the best thing you have is the choreography every song should have choreography even yes. if I fell it could actually, have it would have been improved by choreography hey look oh, totally Evan Rachel Wood if you just have a dancing you could have fell yeah. you could have fallen yeah. there could have been a lot of falling in that there was none no. And so it's it's what we were saying before with that um with that jukebox musical of interpreting these lines. You have got the song where it says she's so heavy. It's a really oh my god. How are we going to interpret that, that line? There's the no sequence. way to do it. Well, there is. Julie Taymor is smarter than you, <laughs> and she's thought of the only only way. Carrying the Statue of Liberty through Max Vietnam. Max and the rest of his recruits, like, walking through a fictional Vietnam, carrying a giant Statue of Liberty. Say what? Singing She's So Heavy. Julie, say more. These boys, they just cracked up. They were not ready for it. Oh, no, I've, I've I seen it before, but, it's like... So good. Yeah, I've seen um, this one before. People also. have... Yeah, people have said that's I the forgot. moment that it loses people. I'm no, like, that's no, the moment that's that's that is what I want. It. That's the best part Absolute, of the film. That is where the film should live at all times. Oh. Mm. At that, at that height, at that ridiculousness. I have a question, and I'm not sure where I sat with it. Do you do you imagine it if it was that level of intense and bizarre and choreographed all the way through? Would we get sick of it? Is it is there like a tired? I but I feel like you have different ways quality. of doing. I think that, there's. Yeah. I think here's what I there's, here's how I solve the movie. It's always that, but I think the main relationship is the grounded one. Yeah. I feel like if mm. they had stronger actors, stronger writing for those characters, yep. they're the grand one. Grand ones, everyone else is like at that height, at that heightened level. I think it'll be a great film and yeah. a more satisfying love story. Yeah, well, this is the thing is that at some point, obviously, they realize they're not going to be able to solve the issues of the 60s within these characters within yeah. this film. Mm. So they're supposed to make the emotional anchor of the film the love story. And the problem is that you have two actors with no chemistry. Blend one and blend two. Boring, like, like, you know, like there are 
points where Jim Sturgis's performance is like b- Fine. a bit more yeah at least passable but she's together giving, they're both really really bad he's giving mm. more than Evan but like together they're just yeah they're just sort of are looking at each other there's no sort of emotional passion there is from no them. chemistry yeah and so we just don't believe it. We don't give a fuck about their love story at all. Yeah, absolutely. It's like we care so much more about the friendship between the two guys than we do about this love and story. We're also taught, like, this film, this that central love story is, is us being told a lot of things. Like, yeah. we're told he's a great artist as oh, well. He does and then we art see his and art. It's so bad. Like they got, I feel like they got, like, Jim to actually do the art. And yeah. he's like, oh, is that fine? Just fuck around with his charcoal for a little bit. And it's like, bit. he's not good at it. The thing with that love <laughs> thing is, though, like, you have scenes with, like, prudence pining for people and that's yeah. that's never explored like things like that could have made this they a lot more satisfying like, yeah or they could have like just taken a little a couple fewer like songs where Jude and Lucy just sing about yeah. how much they love each other mm. and swapped it out to do some more character development for the side characters so we've but, got more of an ensemble but e- film but you know? even then like ugh. They could have sold it with those songs. Like, those actors could have sold it. Yeah, those there songs could be a, a bit of. There's a bit of. I mean, you were saying before, you're like, if Lily James had This Is a Beatles oh, film yeah. instead of Yesterday. Speaking <laughs> of Beatles related films, there was a film this year called Yesterday. Yes. Mm. Also famously employing uh, the Beatles catalogue um, in a universe where the Beatles doesn't exist. Uh, and Lily James is the female lead. And Lily James, oh, let me tell you, she's delightful in everything. If there's a reason to see Mamma Mia 2 besides Christine Bransky's Severe Bob, mm. it is Lily James and her girls. She is just glowing. Like, I don't think Both I... Both these boys love Lily James. Like, I, so much. I was I watching like that James, film and I, I was just... I was finding, like, it hard to, like, not breathe, but just, like, <laughs> I was just so... James was dying over the I was James. so rewarded. <laughs> like, it was just... She's just... She glows on screen. Yeah. Like, she's just so watchable. She's so joyous. That's just because she has your first name, James. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> true. It's just all ego for me. Um, but no, she's just... Uh, yeah. She uh, was not Unfortunately, unfortunately she was probably like age 10 to be in there, are, there are very few films where I'm just like god this is a great performance but also this person is just so fucking hot and it's <laughs> this and uh, the talented Mr. Ripley with yeah, Jude she's, Law she's, oh yeah. like, Jude Law it's just the, I think it's that type Jude, of blonde Jude I think Law, for both of them when he comes out of the beach and he's like all sun kissed oh, beautiful boy beautiful boy oh, um, I watched it with Kaz recently and I was yeah. just like dirty dirty like I was oh, just look, so it's there just blonde people on boats because yeah. like the best scene of Lily James is where she just has her bikini out <laughs> In the boat. Oh, that's right. She's like, she's rowing. By the way, uh, Lily James was about 17, 18. She could have played it. She probably could have played it. She could have played... I mean, no 17, one, 18 when? No Sorry. one knew During, her. When they did Across when the Universe. Oh, when they did Across the Universe. Yeah, could have done it. So, you know, yeah. should have searched Across the Pond. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were just dropping like 17, 18 when you're watching uh, Mamma Mia 2, so yeah. you're creepy. So, well, you're creepy. Cash. No, no, no. I'm just saying, well, like, she she's was just possibly 17. about there. She was, yeah, they could have done, I saw her standing there, edited in there, and then she would have been perfect cast. Yeah. 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 Oh, Lily. Um, Can't wait for the Rebecca remake with Lily James and Army Hammer. I will explode. Who's playing Mrs. Danvers? Danvers? She is. Oh, she's doing she's it. She's doing Mrs. Danvers and Army's doing Maxim De Winter. Who's uh, the Oh, so, no, sorry, sorry. She's playing the second Mrs. De Winter. Mrs. Danvers, I don't know if 
she's been cast yet, but oh, we'll, that's we'll, a crucial we'll talk, role. We'll talk about this later. Yeah. Um, um, we we got to go to the worst part of the film pretty soon, right? Uh, like, I think so that's going to I don't think the worst part of the film is this. Uh, what wait, happens no, 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 next? Actually, no, I'm talking remember. about Bono. Oh, yeah. I'm oh. talking about B-O-N-O. So, so just we're just skipping through. We have a really literalized coming out of the closet metaphor with Prudence. They oh, sing the yeah. song Dear Prudence. Oh, yeah, yeah. Before, before the we're worst part We're still like, she's film. still a ghost. It's, you know, anyway. The, the like, weird puppets come out for a bit. And we're like, we're going to see more of those weird puppets later on. Um, Lucy meets, she hears from this guy. Yeah, she meets this revolutionary guy and is like, he's cool. He's doing something. Unlike Jude, who just draws all day. Shitty shitty drawings yes. so this leader um, of of the revolution yeah um, looks a so, bit like Che Guevara yeah he's got a little bit of a little bit of a shaggy like yeah. student activist kind of charm I think he looked like Tom Hardy uh, Matt disagrees boy, I, I think he's a Christopher Abbott and that's not someone everyone will know but you know I don't know who that is it's the guy from Girls Oh, so you saw him on you saw him on stage. He was on Catch Twenty for John. Oh yeah, with with um with Hong Chao. Oh, yeah. okay, I got to see oh, the yeah. original Did production. Did you see of that? John. Just with a bit of scruff. Oh yeah, I mean yeah. he's a type. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of boys that look I don't, like that. I don't see it at all. I think oh, he's, he's Christopher yeah. Abbott. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so then unfortunately we're at the the nadir of the film. So think of um, like the craziest Beatles songs you can, right? We just so, discussed all the amazing stuff that Julie Taymor did yeah. with other less well known songs. So some of the craziest songs we have Octopus's Garden, Yellow oh, love. Submarine, love. Um, and probably one of the craziest songs, I Am the Walrus. Cuckoo Kachoo. Yeah. And Tie yet. that with Julie Taymor. Fucking wild times. So we're all uh, awaiting with a bated yeah. breath. Yeah. Give me the LSD trip. Is there going to be animated sequences like Yellow Submarine? Like, what? Give me something. Like, what's going on? Give me the do? visuals. Take me to Mars and back. So, what we have, someone steps out, perform the song, and with a heavy heart, we realize it yeah. is Bono. B O N O. With some Windows Movie Maker bullshit. Yeah. Yes. So, they all take drugs, and you're like, well, surely there's something more interesting will happen. Absolutely. But it's just fucking like filters straight up. Best sequence of that moment is it, it's like a very strong close up at this old woman going like, Oh, yeah. It's just, yeah. it's even, yeah, it's just a woo. I am the Eggman. Like so. So how much did Bono pay Julie Taymor to direct this scene? To just scene? allow him to take because, over the direction. I mean, look, because Julie did not care in this scene. But she, it's, it's honestly, like, it's just like when you put the like negative filter on Photoshop or like not even Photoshop, that like, what's the, the program where you take photos with the selfie camera on the Mac? And then like photo booth, photo <laughs> and then booth, you yeah. can like Absolutely, yeah. put the like really basic no, effects on photo booth. It's one. like it looks Julie. Like Julie took the day off. She was like, "Bono, well, look, his ego can fit the whole movie. So yeah, you, you direct the film. You, you direct take the sequence. You take a real risk when you get a performer right up in the front of the frame and get them to look down the barrel of the oh, camera. And honey. Because it's all about do I like this person or do yeah. I not? And so this no. happens later with Eddie Izzard. I don't mind it as much with that because I'm like, I like Eddie, I Eddie, like Eddie Izzard. Izzard. It's a more interesting yeah. sequence no. but with this if i'm if bono's looking right at me going like hey are you interested are you into this then it's gonna turn yeah. me right the so, fuck off this, this has to be the most one of the most obnoxious cameos in oh, all of cinema it's, it's so and, obnoxious and honey she thinks she is acting yeah and bono thinks he is 
like giving a performance. He does the fucking number and then he fucking sticks around to say some metaphysical bullshit. And it's like, go, buddy. Just leave some spiritual hogwash. It's just a parody of like 60s era kind of dribblings. You're not Frank Sinatra. You're not Cher. You're not Lady Gaga. And then even Rachel Wood fucking chimes in with like, yeah, just let it be. Flow with it. Blah. And like... God, she should have got on that fucking bus and they rode away. Rode away together, yeah. but yeah. So that's that's the worst. Um, so Bono's like, in this film. So Bono is Bono. I mean, to be honest, for many people, Bono and the Beatles belong in a similar category of like. I don't know. Music. I mean, there are four oh, of the but, um, Beatles. There's a lot of. There are four of the Beatles. There's one of Bono. <laughs> What's the? Is there like a good U two song? Like okay, is... yeah, the sweetest thing. Um, with or without you. Right. Okay. They've got Street good no songs. Names. They're, uh, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. just the band, the idea, the Bono the has just taken over. Yeah. The smug has yeah. has filled the screen. Woman of the Year. Oh my yeah. God, I forgot that happened. <laughs> and I, coming from 2006 Person of the Year, me, am offended by that. Sorry. All right. Um, so I think that's all we had to say about that. Um, have we talked about the... Um, the heavy-handed metaphor of the closet with Prudence. I did mention it. Oh, but you did, I think, yeah. Yeah, just just to li- to to reiterate. Oh, sure, yeah. So like, happened. so they yeah. sing "Dear Prudence" at some point in the middle of the movie to Prudence, who's in the closet, the only gay character to come out. And then, like, nothing. She's not rewarded with like <laughs> no, gay community yeah, or love. Exactly. <laughs> from she's rewarded. She, she's just put on the back of someone's shoulders, Max's shoulders, and it's just like, yeah. She's rewarded with less screen time. So yeah. well, then she we reward you with no and more storyline. At one point, they're like, <laughs> oh, what happened to Prudence? Oh, she'll come back at some point. Well, she does come back. We're about to see because after the weird Bono sequence, we then go to the Eddie Izzard tent, mm. which. Now is it's like basically Julie Taymor had hidden all this other stuff that she'd been like, well, we won't use this for Iron the Walrus, but yeah. we'll use it for yeah. something. Yeah, so, so she had budget cuts. So we, get, we have all of our, all our trippy shit. Wait, that we've been so so for. so so Bono leads the whole troupe into um like or a this, field. So they go on this field yeah. to to visit. Were they visiting Eddie Izzard's character? I don't. I don't know. It's so they were visiting weird. like this man who's like mystical or something, and then he was like, "No, you can't come" or something like that. Well, well, the man was like, "No, nope, I don't want to see him." He is not supposed to be that guy. He's a completely different. He's just a guy called Mister Kite that sings right. a song called "Being the, for the Benefit of Mister Kite." So, right. So, so, so they go visit this guy, whoever, maybe like this mystical hippie guy. Who knows? And they were like, "I don't want to see Bono because same." Yeah. Um, and then as, Bono's, as would anyone. Bono's like, "Oh well, I'm gonna fuck off now," and I'm like, "Good." Goodbye. Goodbye. Yeah. Goodbye, goodbye. He yeah. buses away. And they then while they're walk. on the field, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like the not everyone wants to go back because famously California California's not everyone's home. Yeah. Um true, and true and, words have never been spoken. Oh one hundred percent. Um Um so they walk through a field, there's a whole lot of puppet cows. And that's yeah. how you know that some shit's about to go down with yeah. puppet cows. When Julie pulls out those she fucking pulls out puppets, those big puppets. Man. Like, like, Julie's got the puppets going, speaking my language and it's a big moo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a move from me. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yes, they discover a tiny tent. Inside the tent, there is like a huge amount of space. It's a blue men. Yeah, there's blue, blue men straight there's out of Dallas Submarine, the it's, animated film. I mean, I think this could rival the blue men group. Oh like, look, blue men group could be yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They're the it's blue paper man. mache. A lot of paper mache. Yeah. The blue monster group. Yeah. I love it. And it, it, there's this consistency with all the puppets that it's just kind of like yeah, quite unnerving. Yeah, very, very enticing. Like, love I this, mean, like Mardi Gras. Like, they've got very yeah. character. Yeah. Faces. 
faces. Right. They're not the leads of the movie, but they've yeah. got very character faces. And then out comes Eddie Izzard as Mr. Kite. Who is Eddie like, Izzard does not attempt to sing, but, yeah. you know, that's not what we want him for. Eddie yeah, Izzard is, is like, you know, like the 60s slash 70s version of Willy Wonka. Like, definitely yeah. very Gene Wilder, but like a, a lot more rugged and hippie-ish. Yeah. Definitely the same. It's more Willy Wonka post-retirement after yeah, yeah. Charlie has taken over the factory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now he's just chilling out. Just yeah. fucking eating With all those. With his puppet cows just smoking and his blue a, He's smoking a dube at the back and everyone's like, Mr. Wonka, come out. And he's like, well, like, oh, all right. Also, all right. Uh, I'm just jumping back to um, the university sequence. There's like a really weird moment where they all like mime smoking and then one of them breathes out and they breathe out actual smoke. I think it's just that they're supposed to be at the very end of the joint. They're not miming. Yeah. I think they were miming. Like, I sure. Don't know. Anyway, well, I don't it was know. a weird like I love that table that's flourish. Your- contribution that's what it brought it back to me i was like what the fuck no, is no, that i don't want to see if anyone remember oh you know you All know right. who he reminds me of he reminds me of radcliffe from pocahontas he's got the same kind yeah, of yeah kind of, very like the jowls kind yeah of yeah the jowls the, the yeah. hair the outfit yeah it's very that oh yeah yeah, yeah. um and so yeah that's fun that's prudence reappears again as a dancing horse Oh, yeah. Um, they were and like, it's Prudence. And we're like, is it? And they're like, oh, hi, guys. And we're like, it is. Okay. okay. Yeah, it's like a, a weird... You're back. A, like, children's, right. like, a 70s, like, She's TV a... show. Like, yeah, it's, um, it's like... Everything's if, cut out. If, like, the electric company was, like, for, like... Like, if they targeted, like, the stoners in the 70s, like, mm. they're kids, a kid's show, but it's, like... Stonerific. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Adventure pr- time of its day. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like children's hospital, something mm. like that. Um, and then like, they have like an orgy in the grass. Yeah, so then they have Because, and I think it's a very nice arrangement of Because. I, I like the, really yeah, nice, I like mm. Because. Nice it's lovely. Um, and so they've got both them all lying in the grass and then also the, the famous cover photo of, the, of Across the Universe yeah. where they're just in water. We're not sure where the water is. And was Because still just playing over there? Was that right? Yeah, that's still singing during yeah. that. Um, and it looks very nice. There's lots very of artistic. nudity. Yes, so, yeah. That was, yeah. Look, I stand the production design of this, of this movie. Um, Rob, for the Oscars, I think. Mm. Who won the production design? I would I guess mm, maybe Sweeney Todd. Probably Hairspray. Something like that. Dream, yeah. Eh. Something a bit more prestigious, I think. Yeah. But I think, um, I think what... It was wrong, but it, d- it yeah. did get a costume design nomination. Yeah. The sequence was very, like, um, have you seen Derek Jarman's, like, Prospero's books, I think it is? It's just, like, pretty much most of the movie is just, like, people in water and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. All naked. In fact, I'm pretty sure it was it was Sweeney Todd, but I need to watch that movie. Prospero's that books, it's good. It's, yeah. it's, like, check out Jarman's work. He is very oh, yeah, abstract, yeah. very bizarre. Look, Derek Jarman, Tilda Swinton, I'm down. I don't know if she's in that movie, but they work together a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we get the, the swimming kind of sequence. People are nude. They're all also, kissing. Yeah. And we're at the halfway point of the film, for me, where Is I'm like, now the, the film point? stops being good. Right, <laughs> right. Like, so Mr. Kite yeah. is, you know, the so high point. basically for me, I'm like, because the literal we, get high the, point. we get to this point and then, like, everything goes back to reality. And then from this point... We don't have as much choreography, I would say. No, there's, yeah, what's there's his face? no Max, more weirdness. Yeah, really Max sees like a, a helicopter fly above him. And yeah. It, it could just be it's a... some foreboding. Yeah. Um, it could be in his mind, it might not be. And then we jump to... What comes next after this? The next bit is... Who cares? Jude singing something to <coughs> Lucy. And that's another, like, bland cover of okay. a very lovely song. So basically, so Jude and Lucy are dating, I guess. Who cares? Yeah. 
and and Lucy's like naked on the couch. Yeah, and she's Jude, like posing and like and a, Judah's having like right. a very Titanic. Style. Yeah, it's, it's like if Leo sang Kate a song in Titanic, and it's mm. probably just as good. Like I would probably do the Titanic <laughs> version more because there'd be a lot more steam and fog. They have more chemistry. To and and the, yeah, the and candles. Yeah, here it's just bad art. Yeah. She's also yeah, so working for some, her. Yeah, um, we, we see Jude's art uh, like like sketch of her at one point, and it's like it looks very angular <laughs> in the way that yeah. Not I can't imagine if I was a model like posing for something yeah. for long amounts of time, and, and like, I think she's just sleeping. But anyway, like you like look at the hard work that he's doing, and you're like, honey, your your art is bad. Like having yeah. been an artist model before, like done life modeling. Sometimes you look around at the people's work, and you're like, oh, some of these are students. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just like one. I feel like I don't know how I would feel because like one I'd be like yeah I'm so flattered you chose me as your oh, model you oh no oh. but on the other hand I'm like that's that's, like, that's that's how you think of me that's that's what you think I look like okay all right interesting okay he's okay. getting increasingly kind of uh, angry and um, he's jealous he's a jealous, jealous boy. Yeah. she and Paco the revolutionary boy jealous with a guy really nice face and uh, uh, <laughs> he goes into his room you can and make he starts, a t-shirt out of that face I think yeah. he starts like he's got some uh, he's trying to do some inanimate art some uh, still life still life inanimate um, art as it's called yeah is that a thing sure, um, yeah. I think most of it unless it's a video art is generally inanimate <laughs> <laughs> and he no the, the stuff that you're drawing is inanimate I think that's a phrase surely anyway he goes into his room he gets some strawberries <laughs> and he fucking pens them up and it's way better than any of the art that he's doing yeah. but, um, but then he destroys it and destroys I love it. this because it's better than any of the art he's done but it's literally just like it's pinning just pinning strawberries, strawberries on up on the canvas yeah and then they very uh, artfully like have so a drip have, of red juice down yeah so we have an, an artful strawberry fields forever I love this sequence which um, this is a pretty good sequence it's like one of the better ones I would yeah. say of the second half I feel like it's not probably at the top yeah she's leaning the into the montage the symbolism but we got some nice like projection mapping over the people yeah. where like we've well, got it's, juice we've like, got strawberries on fire dropping like bombs yeah. oh yeah we've it's got bizarre. Bombs. So we've like got Jude throwing strawberries at the canvas. So Jude is throwing st- strawberries in the canvas while it's like yeah, superimposed with like um, Vietnam Max sequences. in Vietnam yeah. and and the bombs looking through down. the war hellscape. And, and then bombs and then the bombs become strawberries and they explode. And then we get one singular tear from Evan Rachel Wood. I don't know what she's thinking about. She's maybe- just sad. Oh, we can never read what she's feeling. Yeah. She's just, just crying or just looking crying off sometimes. Something. She's looking at the white canvas and she's like, yeah, oh. moving. Yeah. Um, and I love this sequence because <laughs> because at the end of the sequence, there's like appear these are these the Grudge women. Oh yeah, up? the Grudge women. Oh, appear. So like, so we go back to Vietnam. <laughs> I forgot about this. And then um, these white women, like like, like literally like this, white. so yeah. these Asian women painted, painted in, in white, white napalm with like black hair. They look Looking like very corpsey. Like, Some of them wearing the masks from they before. They look like the woman from the Grudge formed a dance troupe. <laughs> and they're amazing. They look like Navi also. So they're like, standing on water. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they just fall into the water. So a co- coordinated five-person trust fall back into the water, and then they are dead. And we're like, wow. It's probably the weirdest one of the weirder, weirdest shots weirder of the film. Bits, and I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Yeah. Here for the weird. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's happening. At the same time, don't need to talk about it really. But like Sadie and JoJo's band is breaking up. 
Ugh. in the background. Yeah, they sing happy. "Oh Darling," which is really cool. I like that song. Not the best arrangement of it, but yeah. Though I guess it's more of a plot arrangement. Of yeah, it, yeah, yeah, sure. Like, he tries to fuck up the song because he's angry at her. And she gets angry and storms off stage and then he takes over the lead vocals and everyone's like, whoa! Between handling, like, the complex, um, uh, you know, state in America and, and Vietnam, between Forrest Gump and this, like, which one handles well, it with more tact? Neither. Because they're both, like... <laughs> they're both quite horrific. Pretty, pretty bold. I would say this one choices. doesn't try No, it does do not it try at all. It's just in the background. It's very much in the background. It doesn't try to address it I was definitely all. worried we're, like, um about like some of the racial stuff I'm like how are they going to dress this and they just don't which I'm like well better that than like clumsily yeah I would say Forrest Gump feels worse like pings worse for me because it's like trying to be like and then we talked about Vietnam and it's depth and it's like this we just sort of know what is happening in the background but it's just like here's the shell shock to me they literally were just like well we'll pick a decade the 60s great let's do all the greatest hits from Mm. the 60s yeah, although, it's not trying. It's it's the background as opposed to trying to make a point on it. It's weird though because I think it's both aware of what it is, but also tries to like be a little bit serious sometimes. Which yeah, I'm like this sequence. This is the, thing, this is the yeah. whole second half of it. Like it gets takes it, yeah. to take itself too seriously, and I'm like, no, remember you're the film. You just did being for the benefit of Mr. Kite. Remember that bit? Yeah, like, that yeah. Is, yeah this that's is the film you inherently are. silly film. Um, I prefer it when it you know. Remember, the, she's so heavy when he was carrying the statue. Well, yeah, of and like I'm jumping go, ahead go a little bit, that. but we're just jumping to the interesting stuff. Yeah. Happiness is a warm gun. Like one of the few highlights. Of yeah, the second half it's, for me. It's still able to you know. It's like oh, it's, it's PTSD and you need drugs, song. but it's handled in a way that has like sexiness, summer Hayek's five of them. Yeah, administering so like, like yeah drugs. One, well, I think my favorite cameo, mm. Sama Hayek, and like. Is it like a nurse's costume? But yeah. it's in black. It's, it's like, a black yeah, it's nurse. A, it's a five-part sexy nurse costume. And then there are yeah. five of her. Yeah. Um, what more could you want? All yeah. the beds are she like... She literally only sings bang, bang, shoot, shoot. shoot. That's yeah. The, the yeah. <laughs> um, Hope It Is A Warm Gun is also a very underrated song, I would say. It's a good song. Underrated, yeah. It's a really good song. Yeah. Um, and so we get some kind of sequences that are a little bit more grungy, these songs of, of like this. And I think this one is handled really really well one that isn't handled so well is um helter skelter which is kind of weirdly blurred in yeah um, so they have this weird bit where they've got like oh there's revolution so jude comes in storms in and is like lucy you're dating this guy now and he's she's like no i'm not uh and he just sings revolution at Paco, the yeah, yeah he just sings that. It's um, quite boring. It's, yeah. it's just shot in a very There's flat way. There's so many shots so of him just dumb. throwing papers and people yeah, going, it's oh, just has him being oh, like, I'm causing a, a ruckus, but it, it's very realist thing instead of like anything interesting happening in there. We all know rock and scissors will always win, so what are you doing? <laughs> all right. Anyways. There was, was no. Look, someone's um, gotta be the funny one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay. The audience at home are just, they just, they just pause the podcast and are laughing so hard. Yeah. Oh yeah, this is why I'm um, the Chandler. But Helder <laughs> Skelter, so like, so we get Across the Universe, so yeah, which is meant to be the, the title song. It's meant to be like the bit where we go, oh fuck, remember that's, that's the why film. They called it the f- and he's in a fucking train. It's very He's just sitting there and there's just, just lights going and like there's nothing interesting happening. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's, he's just, just sad. on the subway. He's, he's And sad. he gets superseded by a way 
way better song where um, what's her name? Um, but then they sing Helder Skelter, but then like Helder Skelter doesn't really get a full. They say yeah, 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 yeah and so... she's singing it somewhere else, and then we can't fucking hear it so, because, because it's, they're like trying to do across the universe. There's the this same like time. weird like sweepy sound it's, stuff, um, like emotional music, up. which might not even be Look, the Beatles. It's not yeah. even. It's it won't even make the cut for Glee. Okay, this across the universe. It's not a, um, it's not a good Helder Skelter mashup. Hell no. the fuck. This no. is how much the the film cares about their title song. They put Helter Skelter over it. Like, yeah. maybe choose a different title. I feel like they yeah. only put Across the Universe in here because they thought it would be a really good title. And of course, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, we're going to put the song in now and there's no way that we can make this work because the lyrics are so obtuse yeah. that it doesn't really fit in it. Because it's that thing I'm talking about. It's not a generic song where yeah. you could just make it mean anything. It's yeah. kind of just... But it's not specific enough that you have a really specific place Is there a better go. title um, that we can just, like, cobble together right now from a Beatles song? Mm. Like... Please, please me. No. Okay. My fit. I, I would. I would go with Octopus's Garden. <laughs> I think that's my one. But that, that'd be quite a weirder film. But it's also yeah. a film that I'd much rather like to yeah. see. I feel like Across the Universe is actually a good title for it. But I'm just like, you don't have to put it. No. Yeah. Cool. It can just be. You could be bold yeah, and no, not. No. Across it in the there. Universe is probably the best title. Yeah. But I help. <laughs> that's, that's a good title. Helps like, an existing film for the people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's true. 60s, help, just yeah. generally. Help? It's, a, it's a bad time. Yeah. Um, um, they have this weird um, number uh, where they do, uh, where Martin Luther King dies. And, oh, um, yeah, while well, my guitar gently weeps. Jojo performs. Oh, Jojo's um, like, I'm sad Martin Luther King yeah. died. And Judah's like, I'm sad my girlfriends. And it really, <laughs> really shows the difference between... Uh, the two characters and their skin color and, their, and, <laughs> yeah. and the sticks for the both of them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I go. guess it's like Jude sees Martin Luther King is dead as well and is also sad about it. I sure. guess, but it's definitely he's not British. the reason why he's sad. We, we know. Also, yeah. fun fact: the the the, the actor playing um, JoJo is called Martin Luther McCoy. Yeah. McCoy. So, or now just credited as Martin Luther said. according to his IMDb. I think. Great. Well, I'm interested to see if he has had a career because I don't know anything that he's ever done. He just does music, I think, a lot of the time now. Well, he's a singer and a guitarist, so that would make he sense. He made yeah. that cover sound like he was Lionel Richie, and it was still better than whatever um, Jude was doing. So yeah. there you go. Uh, so now Jude goes back, right? Back. So Pot, like, so yeah. Uh, plot wise. Who the, what, who the fuck cares? Like, oh yeah, who during the, the Helter Skelter section, Jude like gets arrested. His dad shows up. We're all like, "Who's this guy?" Oh yeah, the fucking dad from before. Um, then Jude has to go back to England because he doesn't have any legal papers to be in the states. Oh, how- basically, we need Jude how away current? for a bit Goodbye. in order for him to be reunited. Can we yeah, like yeah. let's jump to it? It's it's an hour. We're over an hour. I we mean, get to the best really, song in it, which is "Hey Jude." Yeah, so um, we've got, firstly, we just got Evan Rachel Wood butchering Blackbird again. Yeah. Real bad cover. Weak, thin, no beautiful soprano on that top bit that you really need to make that work. Tell me how you really feel, yeah. Cass. Um, and then we skip over into Hey Jude, which is really nice. Oh, um, this is my, this is really this is cute because it's real cute. So so like, and it's a Jude and Max song. Oh yeah, our favorite couple oh, beautiful. of the movie. Shepard. The the movie wants them to be a couple. Let's yes. be real. So Max Max is in America and um, Jude is in in the UK and and they're, they're singing both, across the pond. But they're drinking in pubs at the same oh. time, thinking about each other. We did a complete one eighty in terms of well, I'm, I know I did in terms of his this guy's performance. Joe, what's his name? Joe Anderson. Yeah, See, I was like, I remembered really liking him. Yeah, and I'm but like, Max, and now I'm sweet. glad that fifteen year old me had good taste. Well, the thing is, Max <laughs> in the beginning he stands out because he's clearly doing this like accent that isn't his natural accent. It's not accent. his actual accent. Um, and he's like on a different vibe and I'm like, ooh, I don't know about this. But then 
as the movie gets weirder and like as as we like lean into like the beautiful weird stuff, the more like we realize that he understands what Julie Taymor yeah. is going for. Yeah. yeah. He ne- needs bigger performers. You need to or, be on the wavelength. Yeah. Well, even when he's like bigger, he's still quite present. Like, yeah. And not like these bland actors who are just like, just well, like, I guess we love canvas. each other. Yeah, absolutely. And like when he's lip syncing as well, because I mean, obviously none of this is recorded live. For it's sure, all yeah, like, absolutely. But he's yeah. lip syncing with such fervor yeah. compared to even Richard Wood, who's just like flapping her gums. <laughs> 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 um, more like Evan Rachel Wooden, am I right? Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Um, I'm here all night. Uh, so, so uh, Max Jude comes back. So yeah, they he, sing. Jude, Max stands Jude. up. Jude, 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 Jude. It's, it's very great. joyous. They reunite. It's a great big hug. But also, almost that, kiss. They did that not. That hug had more emotion in it than, than any of the any other of romantic the relation combined. And honestly, oh. like, cut it right there. You know, yeah. cut that That's fucking it. film right yeah. there. Give me that hug. That's it. Cut, uh, um, freeze frame, slow fade to black. I do not need this next sequence on the, the next rooftop. Sequence the final sequence occur, of the which movie. Is they're playing Don't Let Me Down up on the rooftop, just like the real Beatles and the real rooftop. Yeah. I thing. didn't know that this actually happened. Uh, well, I did, but my re- my biggest point of reference for this is the Simpsons episode. Right. Where mm. they were all on the rooftop and like Homer and the gang just like did a like a barbershop quartet that's i've not seen this episode like, but that sounds what? like so obviously sharps, right in terms <laughs> the of the sharps yeah. yeah obviously in terms of who, I did like, barbershop, which living um beetles are alive like obviously the per- the people which that living beetles are alive james the Beatles that are Ooh. alive paul and ringo uh that God. are are left uh, yeah. paul is gonna get the final say and he gets the final songs in this so he gets it with all you need is love which we I think mm. he wrote, but like you could have just ended with "Hey Jude," which was a much better Paul song, written apparently for John to like connect with his son and stuff like that. Just yeah. cut it there. But no, we end with um. So we yeah. end with one of the worst Beatles songs. Yeah. Across the board, it's a biff. Which all you need is love. Just and particularly at the way it's sung, it's like it's the classic like soloist into a microphone. With the character, with Jude being the character that starts singing it, and as I pointed out, I'm like, we don't even know if like this is a diegetic performance yeah. in this yeah. context here. So apparently he's singing it, but we don't even know if this character can sing. Yeah, we've got characters that do sing, but, so yeah, far. but either way, he starts singing. Everybody's like, wait, we've got to go back up, and somehow they convince the police that have just like Ugh. shoved them off the roof to go back up with them. What privilege! Like, one honestly. more song, and they're like, all right, one okay. more. Oh wait, um, no, this is America. This is America. <laughs> yeah. they, they did not. <laughs> Look, I love this Bobby, Bobby officer. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, mate, let's all right, get you mate, off. One more song. America's a melting pot. <laughs> well, who yeah. knows anymore. Um, <laughs> But and yeah, so they, Eve, uh, Lucy is around. She hears they go. She up. can't get onto the roof, so she goes I and just, stands on a neighboring roof. They look at each other, and it freeze frames on her face. Kiss, you know, How like, appalling is it that it like that? All you need is love is the last song. That is disrespectful to me. Like even Paul knows it's bad. <laughs> he wrote a song called "Silly Love Songs" because yeah. he knows how corny he is. Like, go home, Paul. Can you imagine? Okay, so final moment. Uh, Judas comes up to the microphone. And uh, he sings and he and he starts singing like Rocky Raccoon or something like that. Oh, just God. a very very silly one, and everyone just has a little Octopus laugh, is... and a little bit of fun. Look, I want Max to come sing. Max is Silver Hammer. Yeah. Max Wells, Max was Silver Hammer. As yeah. the police lead him away, and he <laughs> and like famously, I've killed them all. Hey, look, it all makes sense because yeah. who killed Prudence? 
Matt's, yeah. uh, Matt's uh, with that silver hammer. Yeah. And he's using it later. He's cleaned it up. But no, we know that yeah. he's killed Prudence with it. And as the credits roll, we finally get Lucy in the sky with diamonds. But yeah. mostly... With our usual Windows Movie Maker with Yeah, our, yeah so those classic Windows Movie Maker effects come back. Well, it was more like Lucy on Earth with nothing for me. <laughs> <laughs> Which transitions us pretty well into Bag It or Biff It, our final thoughts on the film. Um, who would like to go first? I went first last time. Okay. Uh, I'll go first this time. Um, so I went into this film uh, expecting me, because I like musicals uh i like uh i've come around to them quite a lot so i was expecting to like this because i remembered that i really like the sequences that i like you know the highs in this film are really strong um we have great sequences um the the bowling sequence i've just seen a face you know the the army sequence um mr kite uh but the lows, we haven't really talked about it as much, but the lows in this are so bad. Um, and they go for... About it quite a bit. No, but I mean, yeah. like, what, what I'm saying with us talking about the second half is we were going from, like, bit to exciting bit, but there's, like, sequences that are, like, 30 minutes long. It where drags. Yeah, we're just watching Jim being sad, with Jude being sad, and, you know, Lucy, like working away at complaining him. about yeah her. that he's not motivated he's so mopey for a good section like the dude uh the the activist like brings around a free tv like oh in I, the 60s that'd be very yeah intense. and he's like fucking hell this is where i work don't just chuck it on <laughs> in the living room um so people are shitty and it is boring um and yeah, that really stuck with me. That it's like ultimately this is a movie of moments, and those there's not enough good moments for me to warrant uh, bagging it. So it is a biff for me. All right, before I go, I want to know which Beatle you are, James, and which which Beatles songs are your favorites. Uh, so I'm all about George. Uh, but I, I am just a George. Like, you are George. No, no, George was quieter of the group. Yeah. Um. You, you know, he George. kept to himself. Yeah. Uh, he's a little bit more spiritual. He's and... definitely like the smartest one out of all of them, I think. Like... And yeah, I my big songs are also his songs from the Beatles. I like something, and I like Yesterday. Like I like those are those really ones. good songs. Yeah. And while my guitar gently weeps, I think that's him too. Um, it was definitely him. Yeah. yeah. So I'm big on the George. Uh, I know I'm a I'm a I'm a quiet quiet dude, but I'm fine with that. Uh, and you know. Love him. Seemed real nice. My favorite Beatle growing up was always Ringo, because I wanted to be different, and mm. no one liked Ringo. Um, but I actually think I'm a Paul, even I though I hate him. I would say you're a Paul. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, I have self-awareness. I know I'm a Paul. That's fine. My dad's Paul. His name is Paul. Um, <laughs> my dad is actually Paul McCartney. My dad is Paul McCartney. <laughs> I've been trying to get out of his shadow. He's not dead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, so I, yeah, even though he has my least favorite songs. And your favorite um, song? I, I, look, I'm a sap like Paul, but I do like the, the nice love songs of the Beatles. Like, If I Fell is a lovely one for me. Mm. Uh, uh, yesterday, I quite like... Um, Hey Jude, even though it's like over. Hey Jude is great. It's great. It's yeah. very symphonic, and I just get elated every time. Mm. Uh, Blackbird, I like. Octopus's Garden for Ringo. There you go. Mm. Why not? And oh. my life makes me tear up all the time. Also, it's it's a good song. Um, Cast. Oh wait, wait. Oh, we'll, we'll go through. Just go through. Do your bit. Yeah. Well, we'll get to me. We'll get to me. Yeah. Um. So I had a lot of fun, um, watching this. 
But also, I like to have fun watching all of the films, because, like, why else would I watch? Even the bad ones, I like to laugh at, and sometimes with. Um, and there was a lot to laugh at, but there was also a lot to love in this film, because the, the production design, I'm a big fan of. Uh, the costumes are really good. The songs are really good. Sometimes the arrangements uh, were shit. Um, some of the set pieces and the choreography were really good, but... Overall, the movie kind of sucks. Sorry, the main characters, like, you know I'm a romantic boy, and those two just did not do it for me. Like, I don't care. You have one character who's, like, pining for, like, all these women. You don't care about her. Ugh, what a wasted opportunity. We could care about her. Then you've got Max and fucking uh, Jude. Even if they were just best friends, like, I would have liked to see more of that relationship. Hell, give me fucking Jude, sorry, Jude, uh, Max and Lucy, his brother and sister. They had more chemistry than fucking Jude and Lucy. <laughs> give me, like, more scenes where the characters actually like each other and, like, develop and, like, have these songs, like, uh, with characters that you care about. Some of these songs will just sing. And sadly, they did not. For me, it's a biff. All right. Shall I do my bag of biff and then my Beatles thing? So watch my round. Yeah. Up to you, guys. Right, I'll do it that way. So, um, there are so many bits of this film that I just love, which is basically most of the first half of the film, where I think even the more realist sequences in the first half of the film, the things like like All My Loving or like Hold Me Tight. Oh, all My Loving and Love. It Won't Be Long, things like that, like are in a more sort of realist world. We're not quite at that height that we get to for things like um, I Want You and like you know, the kind of weird, weird, weird ones like being for the benefit of Mr. Kite. But those are the things that I like the best. <laughs> but mm. I think even the ones which are more in a realist form are just really good musical filmmaking in that first half. Mm. And I think there is potential for this film, like for that second half, if it had better chemistry between its two leads and it had a better romantic lead performance from its female lead, then I think you would be held for the entire way through. But I will like, definitely admit that you sort of, you, you just, there's a certain point that's about halfway through where you're like, oh, <laughs> give or take the rest of it. Mm. So it's difficult to say because, like, I Listen love the first heart, half Cass. so much. Listen to your heart, Cass. You I know would what you say, want. You know what I always did, though, when I had my great YouTube playlist? What would your 15 year old self say? The thing is, when Because came up on the playlist, which is at the halfway point, as I said, that would be banned from YouTube because it had some butts in it. <laughs> so <laughs> that, one wasn't in, that one yeah. wasn't on the YouTube playlist and I think something is the next thing and that has some boobs as we know happiness is a warm bum so I would (laughs) so I would always watch the playlist up to the point where the like no allowed (laughs) where the the YouTube point would stop and Uh. I'd be like oh yeah whatever so I've watched the first half so much more than the second half and feel like the second half I would just be like, I'll just watch Happiness with a Gun and now we're done. And I do. So you want to bag the first so, half. thinking about how I no, was like, can't do that. I can't I believe how James's dad um, skips through bits of Forrest Gump only watching the parts he likes and Sam's with, with um, what's it called? With Shawshank sure Redemption. Um, that's also, I, I realise now how I've engaged with this film in the past. Um, and so I'm like, I feel like I have to give it a bag because of the fact that all of the things that I like Listen about to it, your I heart. like so much. Listen to your heart, Cass. So I'm like, I think even though I can admit that the bad bits are bad, for me, the good outweighs the bad, and at least, or at least the good is, like, the highs are higher than the lows, which, although pretty low, like, I think we've still got, on scale, a little bit more good in there for me. So yeah, I'm the warm the bum bag. wins. 
the cool. Wombum yeah. <laughs> as they say. Yeah. Um, in terms oh. of which beetle I am most like, I feel like I'm just most like Ringo. <laughs> like, I'm just happy to be in the group. I think you're John. <laughs> I don't think I have quite the, like, John. John's kind of like, I don't know. John's a leader, John's right? tortured yeah. artistness. Oh, potentially, yeah. I think, mm. I think none of us are I Ringo, it, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I feel the same way I feel about the friends, though, where I'm like, I just don't think that I have a strong personality match for any of these characters. Or are you Yoko? I th- I am definitely Yoko, actually. If I had to choose <laughs> one, probably Yoko. <laughs> the sixth Beatle. Yeah. yeah. The sixth. Or you're yeah. the producer. What do they call that? Or George Martin. Yeah, maybe a George Martin. Or like a Brian Epstein. I don't, I'm not, I don't want to be the producer. That sounds very <laughs> yeah. boring. Yeah. No, you Yoko don't already do that in real life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I'll be Yoko. I find yeah. with Tamor's stuff, like... I love the theatricality of it. Some of the montage stuff I, I respect more than I actually like. Here's what I like about Julie Taymor is that she, she's a theatrical director who kind mm. of actually brings a theatricality of film and as a consequence makes film pop. Yeah. Like some people who go from theater to film direct the most boring stuff. Well, yeah. there's that thing where like, yeah, sometimes you get directors that direct and just direct like they're waiting for the applause at the end of the musical number and yeah. I feel like she doesn't do any of that sort of weird theatrical trappings like sometimes you have people that just direct without thinking about where the camera's vision is looking they're thinking about it like you'd be choreographing a full stage production well she's very aware of where the eye of the camera is at all times yeah. she always good. swings big um, and it you know sometimes it's it lands perfectly and sometimes it's a mess give me a big swing Cass, but, yeah. yeah what it's are a big you, swing i gotta appreciate what are your favorite beatles songs i feel like my favorite beatles songs probably day in the life oh it's a good uh, epic yeah. song yeah just i love i appreciate the yeah, epic absolutely i also like i really like eleanor rigby mm-hmm. yeah um what i had my nana had this really strange device which i've never come across before or since when i was a kid which is like a um, it's like a Casio keyboard type thing, and it came with all these barcodes and a little scanner, and you had Ooh. to scan in the barcodes, mm. and then once you'd scanned enough barcodes in, it had the memory of the song that was on the page, and it had Eleanor Rigby <laughs> from That's scanning so cool. those in, and you yeah. could play it from that. And so, like as a kid, I was like, I don't know how to play piano, but I'm gonna scan these. That's so cool. I guess it's like the other thing my nana has is a pianola. Oh sure, so, yeah. With like the rolls, and so like a player piano was the other name for those. Um, and so like yeah, I also had a lot of time playing with those, and so we have some Beatles songs on there as well. That's um, great. But yeah, apparently I guess that's the modern version of a pianola. I don't know where she got it from. I'm sure she'll still have it somewhere because she never throws anything out. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I just remember hearing, learning the song Eleanor Rigby yeah. through this bizarre. It's beautiful. Scanning it's piano. so like haunting as well. Some of those it's, sequences. It's beautiful. Like, what's the, the jar that by the door? What does she put in there? What is it called? I don't know. Uh, but they do uh, a lot of different things in that song where it's just like, yeah, the priest yeah. is crying or something. I don't yeah. know. I think it's the priest is darning his socks. Yeah, darning his socks. Darning his socks. She lives. She like leaves her heart or something in a jar by the door or oh, something like that. Look. I love that we all love the Beatles. We should definitely consider yesterday as a future, <laughs> as a future mix as bag. As a future mix bag. One final anecdote about the Beatles. I was, I was, I had my friend that I, I, I went to uni with um, was like a huge fan of it. He was like uh, of of the Beatles and everything around 60s, 70s. And he was like, nothing after 1976. Um, oh and so God. I was listening. Oh yeah, that aspect of it, maybe not so much, so but it meant that I listened to a lot of Beatles. And one yeah. time I, you know, because I knew some stories around 
Deadpool is dead and everything like that. Yeah, but yeah, I didn't yeah. know that I am the walrus contained just like random sequences in order to fuck with people. Um, and so there's a sequence from um, uh, in the, the the last little section, you can hear voices talking. Um, and I had done a production of King Lear and mm. the lines that you can hear being talked yeah. are between Oswald and Kent. Um, and I was listening to these just thinking I was going crazy because I was like, I recognize these lines. I've, I've done the scene. Um, and yeah, I looked it up, like just like frantically hearing it and then like turning it up really loud and yeah. lo and behold, discovering, oh. oh, they just pop those in to just confuse people about messages. Just classic. I remember. I remember like that. my friend Caitlin on the school bus being like, is this, there's this bit that you can hear at the end of um, I'm the Walrus and like us like doing the one ear- earphone in yeah. on each side and her being like boom, boom, boom and putting it all the way out. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Because we just, but the thing is like all we were listening for was bury me, bury my body and like, oh, untimely death. Mm. which is part of it and then we read King Lear in class like a year later right. in English class and I was like I recognise this bit from somewhere and then yeah. I was like oh my it's god it's from that Beatles song yes. but like it's the opposite where I'd heard it from the Beatles song and we just should just read it online there but it was go. a creepy bit that's fantastic um, yeah. it definitely is a moment when you, you're like oh the Beatles who are these people what is this music <laughs> that's so... this is actually quite good yeah <laughs> and it goes on for so long because there's so many great songs the other thing just... I have to say though about the song yesterday mm. um, is that all I could like I did so much barbershop yeah. as a youth mm. and that is a frequently covered barbershop song yes. often for oh, some reason sure, by right. female quartets right. so I've heard so many female quartet arrangements of yesterday slightly out of tune because it was never <laughs> like the top tier yeah. ones that did it makes it. sense it's nice and melancholy so like, in my, when I think of the song I just think of like yesterday all my troubles wow. seem so far <laughs> away ah. and it's like with barbershop flourishes <laughs> linking all of the phrases together well should we should we sing some something to like take us out of this wait yeah. wait just we've got before, to do our handles just before too. yeah oh should we do that now oh yeah sure um so on uh twitter i am james kane 92 and on instagram i am james edward kane edward is my middle name um so i just there's no other you can't make it james kane 92 I, I tried earlier today just to be like god i people won't remember my middle right? name but you got to remember edward james edward kane there's a test later on yeah um, I am Matt the Lover on Instagram, um, and on Twitter I am famously at Real Lover. And also follow me on Letterboxd. Uh, there you go. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Luna Morashi, L-U-L-A-M-O-R-A-S-H-I. And uh, now you can follow uh, Mixed Bag. Uh, so we have a Facebook page now, which is at Mixed yeah. Bag Pod. We have a Twitter account called uh, at the same handle, Mixed Bag Pod. And on Instagram, we're Mixed Bag Podcast. Also, if you like this episode and you like the show in general, please leave us a review on iTunes. Read and review us nicely. Yeah, it's a really good way of people to discover this podcast. And we really like the idea. We really like the concept. We've already had people get in touch about future mixed bag episodes about share being guests. Share with your friends. So yeah, share it around and enjoy. So we are recording this on the eighth of August, yes, two thousand nineteen. Mm. So um, the next time we come back, we will have a lot more popcorn because we wouldn't have seen each other for a while. Yeah. James and Cass will be traveling to the UK. Um, yeah, and Ireland. Moment we'll be seeing. We're seeing us. Uh, uh, 17 shows during the Edinburgh Festival during the four days that we're there. So we will be taking a personal hiatus, but... Not for you guys. Not the podcast. The podcast... Organized. ...will be um, dropping at the same time as usual. 
Yeah. So Which she, is a time. What's, uh, when, we what's, drop, when do we drop the phone call? Oh, it doesn't matter. Sunday. Sundays. Sunday. Sunday. Uh, so to take us out, we're going to sing a Beatles song together. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it'll be nice. All right. We well, would one. like the Beatles. Which one do we want to do? Um, across the universe. Across the, I, I don't, don't really know. know. Across the universe. Should we do Blackbird or something? Oh, that's so sad. What's a good one? Let's, hey, sing, let's sing Hey Jude. All right. Five, six, seven, eight. Na 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 Hey Jude. Bye everybody. Bye. That's so loud. We peeped so much on that. No, it's not too You like those flicks? Come get your fix in a podcast called Mixed Bag.